For a third straight season, the Molar Crusaders have advanced to the Ohio High School Athletic Association Division I State Tournament. And for tonight, for a third straight season, they'll be trying to make it to the state championship game. Good evening, everybody, from the Schottenstein Center in Columbus. I'm Richard Skinner, along with Kent McKenzie. In state semifinal action for the Molar Crusaders tonight as they take on Lakewood St. Edward. St. Edward comes in with a record of 19 wins and 8 losses. Molar 27-0, winners of 47 in a row dating back to last season when they finish it with a state title. And when you think about the, the runs in this state, making it here three straight years and having a chance to play in three straight state championship games at the Division I level, Kent, it's a pretty impressive feat because you've done it with with, mo with new players along the way. I mean, you've had a, uh, Miles McBride is going to be playing in his third straight Final Four, but for the most part, it's been different guys along the room. Yeah, they reload every year, and it's special, as you said, to, to be able to play in one, nonetheless three. So it's amazing how they reload. I mean, they lose... Everybody, for the most part, except for Freem and McBride from that team last year, and they reload this year. And you need to go back, you know, two, uh, two years ago. And, uh, you know, they, they had a chance to win it. Um, unfortunately, there was, you know, a foul right at the end of the game. And, uh, you know, uh, I believe it was um, Jackson hit the free throw and uh, was able to beat him by, I believe it was one point. One point, so, 39-38. So, you know, and then they reload and reload and reload. So it, it's, it's special. Uh, it's one of those things that doesn't happen very often, and I think when you sit here and you watch this, you've got to take it all in to say, hey, this is a real special run that Molar basketball has had over the last three years, and really, if you look at it, uh, the last eight, nine years have been incredible, just an incredible run, um, and, and they're just, the thing about it is, it's become about getting to this point, to the Final Four, to the state championship for the Molar basketball program. Um, that's a lot if you compare it to, to NCAA basketball. That's a lot like Kentucky and Duke and North Carolina. They know that they have the ability and the talent to get to the Final Four. And I and in high school basketball, I think Moeller's gotten to that point uh, as far as their basketball program is concerned. This is Moeller's eighth Final Four appearance all since 1999. So really in the last two decades, they've made it up here uh, eight different times. Finished with a championship four years, uh, four of those years, including last season. Runner-up twice in 2017, the one-point loss to Jackson, and in 2010. But they're playing a St. Edward team tonight that's 19-8, 19-8. We'll talk about that record in just a second because it's a bit deceiving. But they've been to 11 Final Fours since 1996. State titles twice in 2014 and 1998, and a 2008 state runner-up. So Moeller facing a St. Edward team. You, you always think about them as a football powerhouse, kind of like Moeller for a yep. long time was thought of as a football powerhouse. But the last two decades plus for St. Edward, they've been a basketball power as well. They have, as you said. You know, they've, they've got 11 Final Fours, 10 here just as of recent with uh, with their coach. And they've done a tremendous job at, at building their program and maintaining it at a high level. And uh, I know Coach Coach Carl Kramer, he said three years ago when he sat up in the stands and watched some of these kids play, he knew that this group of, of young men for St. Edward were going to be very, very good basketball players. And he uh, actually I, I overheard a conversation where he had mentioned that uh, he foresaw this team being probably one of the premier teams in the state um, come this year. It's interesting, you know, you, you get through the regional tournament and you, you usually know about the teams in your region, right? You've played them, whether it's teams in Northeast Ohio, Central Ohio, obviously in Southwest Ohio. You, you knew in that, that regional semi, you'd seen Springfield and played them. You saw Centerville and played them. But even though you know what each other's about here, you haven't seen each other's competition level and all of those things. So it really is interesting. And you look at what both of these teams have done in the postseason. St. Ed's went 5-0 and in the postseason, winning by an average margin of 17.8 points per game. 
That did include, though, a regional semifinal overtime win over Euclid, 77-71. Bowler has won, gone 6-0 in the postseason. They played one extra sectional tournament game. They've outscored the opposition by 26.5 points per game. So for the most part, other than that overtime win for St. Ed over Euclid, both teams have been dominant in the postseason. They have been. They've been the, they've been the best teams pretty much in the tournament, uh, along with St. Vincent, St. Mary. And uh, I think they've shown it game in and game out. I will tell you, St. Edward will, will come down, and, and they will fire up the basketball. If they've got a shot after one pass, no pass, usually they're getting a shot up within three passes. So they get up and down the basketball court. They've got uh, several guys on the team that can score, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, they definitely have a group of young men that can play with Moeller. Moeller knows it and uh, should be a really good matchup tonight. You mentioned uh, the success of both coaches as well. St. Edward coach Eric Flannery in his 23rd season, 443 wins, 125 losses. Carl Kramer in his 29th season, 575 and 157. So you've got two coaches in this game tonight who've combined for 1,000 career high school basketball victories. And when you consider in Ohio that the maximum you can play in the regular season is 22 games, that's getting it done. Well, they're getting it done. These two coaches over the last two years are the, are the winningest coaches probably well, obviously in the state of Ohio, probably in the entire Midwest. And uh, so you've got two very, uh, very good coaches. Um, they are uh, probably Hall of Fame type coaches here in the state of Ohio, and they've done a tremendous job with both programs. And they continue to rebuild and rebuild and rebuild. And it's about the time and energy that their staffs put into the uh, put into it. And uh, and that's special. Um, and I, it takes a lot of work, and you got to tip your hat to both programs for the success that they've had. This is a St. Edward team that does like to score the ball. 74 points per game. They're averaging on the season, giving up 64. They shoot at 48% from the field overall. And okay from three-point range, 32%, but just 59% from the line. But you mentioned it, pretty balanced scoring. They have three players averaging between 13 and 15 a game, another at nine, and they bring another one off the bench in Josh Ogle, who averages 7.6 a game. So it's not just one or two guys. they got four or five guys that can hurt you, and that can be a tough team to defend. It can be because they've got so many weapons and anybody can score at any, any given time. So the Moeller defense is really going to have to be cognizant, you know, of everybody on the floor. Uh, it's not just one or two or three guys. Uh, in this particular instance. So uh, St. Edward loves to get up and down the court. You're probably going to see Moeller put a little pressure in the full court to try to uh, try to contain them, maybe slow them down a little bit. But St. Edward, hey, if you feel it, you've got a good shot, they're going to shoot it. If they see a crease or an opening, they're going to take it to the basket and take it hard. Speaking of, of balanced scoring, that's what Moeller's been about. Even though you had two main scorers in the regular season, and Alec Freeman, Miles McBride, who averaged 15 and 14-1 respectively, you also had Alex Williams, who averaged eight. Max Land averaged eight. Logan Duncan averaged just shy of eight. And it's been a little bit more balanced in the postseason. Some of that, there were blowouts where guys didn't get as many minutes as they got in the regular season. But you've got in the postseason five guys averaged between 7.2 points and 12 and a half a game. And Miles McBride, the only one in double figures in the postseason at 12.5. And I think that's what makes Moeller so tough to guard. It does. I mean, both of these teams are, are have their mirror. I wouldn't say a mirror image, but they're very similar. Um, you know, Alec Freem hasn't really scored like he has during the regular season. Yeah, six, but, six per game less in the postseason. But that's because everybody has been focusing on him. And, and Miles has had opportunities, I think, because of the focus on Alec, that he's been able to get some 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 baskets that he might nor, not or, ordinarily get. Um, so it, it's a team effort. Alec's done a fantastic job, if you look, at finding the open man. Uh, he's done really well on the assist side yeah, for Yeah, he's, he's averaged about an assist more in the, in the postseason than the regular season. Right. Four and a half versus 3.4. So you're right, he's, he's not scoring as much, but he's finding guys. Yeah, so he's responsible, you know, still 
for, for a good portion of uh, Moeller's points. Um, and then you're going to see, you know, with St. Edward, uh, actually their their most consistent scorer is also one of their top assist guys, and he's a really good player. Yeah, Grant, Grant Huffman. Huffman. Yep. And, and Grant, uh, I watched a little bit of film and a little bit of video on Grant. Uh, he is a, he's a very good player. He's a scorer. He looks to put the ball up. Um, but at the same time, he can get to the rim, make things happen, and he finds the open guy. Uh, he's a good rebounder as well. His stat line is probably the most consistent across uh, across the team for St. Edward. He and Miles McBride almost mirror each other statistically, almost down to the to the point, whatever you want to take it down to. They do, they do. And we talked about mirror image and very similar. So, yeah, so I think you're going to see a team that's, that's very similar. Um, and but but a team that maybe isn't as disciplined as what Moeller is isn't as um, just set in what they want to do every time down the court. Um, you know, St. Edward coaching staff will let the guys kind of play uh, with a rhythm and, and, and kind of hey, if you feel it, let it go. Uh, Moeller's not going to quite play like that. The winner of this semifinal game will play the winner of semifinal number two between Olin Tangy Liberty and Akron St. Vincent St. Mary at 8.30 tomorrow night for the OHSA Division I State Championship. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, we'll give you the starting lineups, and the opening tip-off is just around the corner. It's the OHSAA Division I State Semifinal Round. Moeller and St. Edward. This is Moeller Crusaders Basketball from ESP Media, and it's powered by Sidearm Sports. For professional staffing, there's only one name you need to know, Robert Half. Robert Half custom matches our candidates to your specific hiring requirements by combining personalized service from local staffing experts with an advanced matching technology based on 70 years of successful placements. For highly skilled accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, or administrative staffing, count on Robert Half. We'll find you productive, engaged employees. Learn more at roberthalf.com slash radio.
getting answers, finding solutions. Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. Taking action, getting the truth. Local 12 News investigates. We're back at Skyline to see what it is that makes people feel so good. So what's brought you to Skyline today? Oh, the Coney's, it looks like. Obviously the Coney's. Yeah. I love Coney's. You feel like you know everyone when you walk in the door. This is a place friendships were made. Great food, great service, great people. Anytime you ask the kids, where do you guys want to eat at Skyline? It's delicious. The cheese gets melts in your mouth. Anytime that I don't have to cook, that's always a good thing. You never have a bad meal at Skyline, ever. Feeling good. It's Skyline time. the Schottenstein Center in Columbus. Richard Skinner along with Kent McKenzie. And it's time now to meet tonight's starting lineups. First for St. Edward. They'll go like this at one forward spot. Devontae Blanton, a 6'5 junior, averages 14.7 points, 6.8 rebounds, and 2.5 assists per game. Also up front, Spencer Crane, a 6'5 senior, averaging 6.1 points, 5.6 rebounds, and 0.6 assists. At guard, Grant Huffman, a 6'3 junior, averages 14.3 points, 5.7 rebounds, and 4.6 assists per game. Another guard spot, six-foot senior Demetrius Terry, 13.5 points, 2.6 rebounds, 1.7 assists per game are his averages. And the other guard spot, Montori Foster, a 6'2 junior, averages 9.3 points, 6.6 rebounds, and 2.2 assists per game. St. Edward comes in with a record of 19 wins and eight losses under head coach Eric Flannery in his 23rd season, has a record of 447 and 125. For Moeller, they'll go like this. It's the same five that started every game but one, and that was a senior night game in which Jared Becker and Chase Harding got a chance to start in place of the two non-seniors in the lineup. But otherwise, it's been this lineup the whole season long. 1-4, it'll be Michael Ship, 6-3 senior. In the regular season, averaged 4.6 points, 2.1 rebounds, and 1.8 assists in the postseason. He's averaging 6 points, 2.3 rebounds, and 0.7 assists per game. The other forward is Alec Freem, 6'4 senior, averages 15.6 point three rebounds and 3.4 assists per game in the regular season. Postseason averaging 9 points, 3.5 rebounds and 4.5 assists. At center, Logan Duncan, 6'8 sophomore, in the regular season, 7.7 points, 4.1 rebounds. In the postseason, 7.3 points and 3.3 rebounds. One guard spot, Max Land, 6'4 junior, he averages 8 points, 4 rebounds and 1.2 assists per game. That's in the regular season. Postseason, he's averaged 7.2 points, 3.5 rebounds and 1.8 assists per game. The other guard spot, Miles McBride, 6'2 senior, averaged 14.1 points, 5.8 rebounds, and 4.81 assists per game in the regular season. In the postseason for Miles McBride, he averages 12.5 points, 3.7 rebounds, and 4.3 assists per game. Moeller comes in with a record of 27 wins and no losses. Winners of 47 in a row dating back to last season under Carl Kramer in his 29th season as head coach 
has a 575 and 157 record. Well, there's definitely a huge molar contingent here. The the, uh, the the student section. I think every every student from Molar High School is down there. <laughs> but it, it sure looks it's like it. Large. It is large for sure. And they're wearing the same color. They're wearing the gold tops, which Molar's wearing those those same uniform colors with the white numerals, the blue lettering trimmed in a little bit of uh, white. St. Ed's comes out in all white uniform tops and bottoms with dark green numerals trimmed in a little bit of yellow, a little yellow and green up the side of the jerseys, top and bottom. And 6'5", Spencer Crane into jump center with 6'8", Logan Duncan. Bowler going right to left as you look at your iPad, computer tablet, or even your iPhone as we get set to start. Division one, state semifinal game number one of the night. The winner to play the winner of game two between Olin Tangent Liberty and Akron St. Vincent St. Mary. Both teams are out on the court, but I think we're waiting for television to join us. Yeah, I tell you what, it's a, it's a, it's a great atmosphere in here for a semifinal game on a Friday evening. Um, really a good crowd, so it uh, should, be, should, be, should be fun. All right, the referee, the official, walks in between Duncombe and Crane. As the players set, get ready to toss it up. He does so, and it's tipped into the St. Edge backcourt, but in forecourt actually for Bowler. It's grabbed by Max Land, who goes right wing to Miles McBride, who comes out straight away to balance the floor. Throws it right wing to Duncan. Duncan throws top of the key to Land. St. Edge is man to man, gives it off to Freem, works behind the screen, throws a pass on the right wing to Ship. Ship back out straight away to Duncan. Duncan throws it left wing, it goes to Land. Land looking in for Duncan, he catches it down in the lane, spins with a little right hand hook and wow. bites it in off the window. Great move across the lane with the right hand. As I figured, uh, Demetrius Terry is pretty much face guarding McBride here to start the game. With the basketball is Monterey Foster, 6'2", Jr. Throws it on the right side to Huffman, he's 6'3", but he's the point guard. He comes up high on the left near the Value City Arena sign over near the far sideline. Over man to man. Angles to the right, throws it right in the lane, driving down the right side is Blanton, puts it up off the window and got it in. Nice move by Devontae Blanton. Nice strong move inside. They're looking to get it inside just like Moeller did. 2-2 as we played exactly a minute. McBride races back the other way, pulls up with a 12-footer right side, got it. He just went right up over Demetrius Terry and scored it. Yeah, he just drove him back, stepped back, and hit that shot on Demetrius Terry, but uh, Terry will face guard him and go at him the whole game. Here's a jump shot on the baseline by Foster that's good. Right back comes St. Edward. And back here comes McBride in a hurry, but... Met at midcourt, he throws it in the lane to Duncan. Duncan spins down and deep, takes it low on the right, lays it up and in. Went right over Crane for the second time for his second bucket. Similar move, same thing. 6-4 Moeller, early action. Here's Huffman, throws it high on the right to Foster. Goes right side to Blanton on the right wing. Throws it to Crane straight away. He throws it right wing back to Foster. Right corner goes to Blanton. Blanton drives towards the lane, still on the move, slows a pass all the way in the corner, open three on the way from left corner, no good, and a defensive rebound as the shot was missed by Foster, and Alec Freem grabbed the rebound for Moeller. Bounces it ahead to McBride. McBride pulls up, throws it right corner to Ship. We're looking inside for Duncan a lot here in the early going. Ship throws on the left wing to Land. Land throws out top of the key to Duncan, who comes outside this time. Goes right wing to Ship. Ship now he looks inside as Duncan goes to post, throws it to the foul line to McBride, dumps it down in for Duncan in the paint. He got fouled from behind and Crane was able to take it away from him. Yeah, a little contact there, not called, so they're letting him play a little bit. There's a pass ahead to Foster, drives into the lane, still on the move, scoops one up as he threw it right, missed it, no good. Ship gets the defensive rebound, he and Crane, they tie each other up at a jump ball and on the alternate possession, St. Edward will get it with 5.42 to go here in the opening quarter. Yeah, number two, Montori Foster came across there really strong. You watch, he is a tremendous athlete. He will try to dunk the ball any chance he gets. Uh, not real tall, but he can definitely get off the floor. Trying to 
to trigger it in, looking for somebody to throw it to. It's Crane, he almost throws it to the bowler bench, but a nice catch over there by Blanton. Throws it out straight away with it to Terry. Terry goes left wing to Blanton. Blanton throws left wing to Huffman. Huffman puts a left thumb up in the air. Hasn't done anything with the basketball, just holding it. Now he angles towards the top of the key on the dribble. Throws it high on the right to Crane. Crane had a backdoor cut, they missed him. Throws it right wing to Terry. Foster made a good cut and they missed him. Terry throws it left side, Blanton. Thought about a three, goes in the left wing with it to Foster. Foster dribbles out back towards the top of the key. Goes left side to Blanton, drives on the baseline. Pull up 12-footer over Land's good. Boy, I'll tell you what, that was good defense by Land, but he just got up over top of him. That was really good defense. That was a tough jump shot. Land had both hands up defensively, and he shot it over him. Yeah, Two were tied at 6-6. Played exactly three minutes. There's a pass to Land on the right wing. Way high up on the right, though. Now dribbles in a little bit. Throws it cross court left wing to Ship. Ship dribbles in. Picks his dribble up, looking for somebody to throw it to. Throws it to dunk on the baseline. Goes down inside to frame. He lays it up low on the left. No good, but they're going to get a foul on Grant Huffman. And the first foul of the game will get... Alec Frame to the line for the first two free throws of the game with 4.49 to go here in this opening quarter. Really good execution there. Duncan stepped off the block into the short corner, and it, it left it left Freem wide open, who was up on the elbow just to roll down to the basket, and a nice pass by Duncan as he rolled down. Freem, an excellent foul shooter, hits the first one. He shot it at 86.1% in the regular season, and in the postseason, he struggled a little bit at the line, 13 of 22. Second foul shot is on the way. Got that one as well. They were in their first sub of the game. They didn't get him in. Kraken was going to come in. Now Carl Kramer sends him back. 8-6 so Moeller the advantage. Here in the left corner with it is Terry. Terry works behind a screen, but Moeller switched it. Now he just dribbles out straight away. Directing traffic as he palms that right dribble down. Throws it high on the right to Crane. Goes right wing to Huffman. Huffman dribbles towards the left. Still on the move. Bounces it off to Blanton. Throws it left wing to Foster. Foster dribbles towards the top of the key. Now dribbles back out. Now he's between the circles with the defender giving him plenty of room and him not going anywhere. Throws it high on the right to Crane. Crane throws it right wing with it to Terry. Terry dribbles, trying to dribble between two defenders. Almost lost it. Crane picks up on the baseline. Throws a pass inside to a cutting wide open. Foster laid it in. Well, great look. He picked the ball up off the floor and found the cutter. Nice cut by uh, by Foster there. Bride back the other way. Walked right in the lane from six feet and buried it with nobody around him. Yeah, just a heads up play by Bride as usual. 10-8. The molar advantage. Here's Blanton throws it right wing high on the right to Foster, right corner to Huffman, dribbles into the lane. Now floats a pass down the left-hand side with it to Foster, who dribbles out. Now throws it out straight away with it to Terry. Terry between the circles, dribbles it once, now tries to make a move, throws it to a back cut. Here comes Foster, lays it up over Duncan. No, Duncan blocked it, got his own rebound, and stuck it back in. Montori Foster's got six, and we're tied at 10. Well, he can score in bunches. He is a tremendous athlete. There's a pass into the lane to Duncan, and he got shoved from behind by Crane. We'll pick up his first. It'll be the second team foul on St. Ed's. We're going to get a multitude of subs in. Alex Williams and Will McCracken going to come in for Moeller. And Zach Chapman and Josh Ogle will come in for St. Edward. As for Moeller going out, Duncan and Land. And Crane went out. And I'm not sure the other one that went out was, but Crane went out for sure. Yeah, Crane actually and Terry both went out. Or triggers it in, throws it on a bad pass is Freeman. A nice athletic steal by Foster, went high up to steal it away. Still on the move, throws it right wing into Ogle. He'll shoot the three, he's a 50% three-point shooter. Goes right wing with it to Foster. Tory Foster, who's got six in the early going, averages just nine. He's a bucket getter earlier. Here's Huffman between the circles, just dribbling back and forth. Throws right wing to Foster. Throws it high on the right to Blanton, around the horn to Chapman. Left wing to Ogle. Back out straight away. Huffman worked behind a screen. They tried to set a little elevator screen for him, but Moeller got through it. 
Toughman just dribbling out there, now trying to make a move, gets in the lane, takes it all the way down inside, flips it up and in from about six feet away. Yeah, that's Huffman's game right there. He'll look, 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 and likes to drive the lane and pull up or get to the rim. There's McBride quickly back the other way, shoots a floater on the run and hit a tough shot on the left, to left the lane. He's hit some really tough, nice shots and uh, athletic shots as well. McBride off to a really good start. He's got six to match Foster six, and we're tied at 12 with 2.30 to go here in the first quarter. Pass to Huffman, high on the right. Goes left wing to Ogle in the corner. Blanton, wide open, three on the way. Got it. Yeah, you can't leave him open. He's a big guy. He's very similar to Alex Williams in his build, and he can shoot it in his soft touch just like Williams. Here is Williams. Has it low on the left. Tries a power layup. Had it blocked away by Chapman. Got his own rebound back. Tries to then shoot a reverse layup. No good, but drew the foul from Chapman. They were banging and bumping the whole way, and Zach Chapman of St. Ed's will pick up his first. And Alex Williams did a good job sticking with it. We'll go to the line to shoot two with 2.13 to go in the opening quarter. Moeller down 15-12. Yeah, Moeller on the other end is in a pack line. And what they're doing is they're, they're hard hedging any ball screen, but they're allowing the guards, they're switching on guard to guard, and then they're, they're heavy hedging, getting back on any guard to forward uh, ball screen action. So uh, it's a lot of communication, and they're trying to just, hey, protect uh, from that penetration, especially Huffman getting into the lane like he just did. But they're going to allow him to shoot the outside shot. They say, hey, if you're going to beat us, you're going to beat us from way out there. Michael Curran, 6-2 junior, in for ship as Williams hit the first free throw and hits the second as well. And now Dunkable will come back. And he'll come in for Will McCracken. Well, we're going to get a little bit bigger here. Maybe go to a little bit of his... No, actually, Williams will go back out. Terry came back in. Demetrius Terry. Give Montari Foster a blow. And Muller going to come with a little 1-3-1-3 quarter court trap. There's a pass in the backcourt. They lob it to Blanton. Blanton still is across the timeline. Throws it into the front court to Huffman. He goes left corner with it. Terry. Head fake to three. Clears it back out straight away to Huffman. Huffman hasn't made a move. Moeller looking to trap it. Here's a bad pass intercepted by Duncan. Bounces it to McCracken. McCracken going to take it all the way down low on the right. Scoop it up. No good. But he drew the foul. So Duncan, I'm not sure where that pass was going. He just jumped up and snatched it right out of the lane. Great hands. I mean, great anticipation by Duncan. And they were trying to throw a cross-court pass across the lane to the opposite block against that 1-3-1, which you're taught to do. And he just telegraphed it. And Duncan just reached up there and grabbed it. And Grant Huffman, the point guard, second-leading scorer for St. Ed's, just picked up his second foul as McCracken shoots the first free throw too hard. Well, that's the thing that St. Edward is going to be concerned about. If any of their top five guys get in foul trouble, it will be a, it'll be an interesting night for them. Foster had just gone out for a blow a moment ago, comes back to replace Huffman with those two fouls. Second foul shot by McCracken goes in and out and stayed in. And Moeller ties it at 15 all as Max Land comes back and Will McCracken will go out. So 154 to go in a fast-paced opening quarter. Actually, Moeller now with the lead of 16-14. That's not, that, is that, or 16-15, excuse me. Full court, full that's court not, pressure. That's They're not getting right. after this. The five-second call. No, nope. most. There's the inbounds pass comes to the back court. Actually, the scoreboard is wrong. It's 15-15. 15-15. Here to the front court comes Blanton. Still on the move. Takes all the way in the lane and threw it away. Tried to throw it to a to a cutting Terry off the left-hand baseline and threw it away. The scoreboard still shows 16-15, but that's not right. Michael Curran stepped in and took a charge. They didn't say anything about it, but uh, came down the lane and made the pass, and he kept going, and Curran was right there to take the charge. They didn't call it. Yeah, now they've made it 15-14, but they'll get it right in a minute. Here's Land. There's a little zone trap coming right here in the front court. In some trouble in the far corner. He's ship, and he walked. Or is it timeout? Timeout. Yeah, we've got a Actually, timeout. that was Duncan who got trapped in the corner. So with a minute 29 to go in this first quarter, it's 15-15. They got 15-14 on the board right now. I think everybody down there double-checking it. 
Yeah, they're 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 taking they'll they'll take a look at it. And obviously, the Mueller coach. So both both teams with a little defensive out. change in the last possession, going to the little one three one trap. Yeah, they're they're just trying to change it up a little bit and uh, give some different looks and and keep it St. Edward off balance a little bit. And and obviously bringing in the subs like they are, it, it's creating some matchup uh, concerns I think for St. Edward right now. The biggest thing right now is Huffman with two fouls and on the bench. Uh, they lean on him quite a bit uh, for their scoring. So. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do moving moving forward. Obviously, Ogle's going to have to step in and uh, and take his place. Um, they still don't have the scoreboard right. Doug Horst, one of the assistants, half. walking down to midcourt to say, hey, score is not correct. So far in the early going, Moeller shooting 83% from the field. St. Ed shooting 70% from the field. Well, they still have not fixed that scoreboard. No, they'll get it figured out. They're working on it right now. So... Uh, Here's a pass comes to Duncan right of the key. They throw it around the horn to Curran who moves in, kicks it in the left corner to Land. Land picks his dribble up, throws it in the short corner to Curran, bounces back out to Land on the left wing. Land throws a cross-court pass to McBride, three-point right wing is on the way and good for Miles McBride. Yeah. St. Ed went to the 2-3 zone and they took advantage of it there, went to the short corner, um, didn't, didn't go in and then reversed it quickly to the opposite wing. McBride wide open. He's got nine. McBride has made 10 of 15 threes in the postseason after shooting just 30% in the regular season. Here's a drive along the baseline going. Chapman ran over a player, missed the shot, no call, and the miss comes down to Moeller with a three-point lead inside of a minute to go in the first quarter. Miles McBride throws it on the right side to Land. He drives in, kicks it in the right corner. Curran slides along the baseline, dumps it down inside for Freem. Freem spins with a 10-footer in the lane. Got it. Boy, good ball movement, good penetration, good kick. Michael Curran, smart move to Freem there in the lane. Freem made a nice move. Moeller shooting almost 90% from the field. It may, it may be at 90 right now. Here's a drive along the baseline by Terry, and he walked, or he got fouled one or the other, and I think they're going to get Curran for the reach-in foul. That'll be the first on Moeller. Had Curran not put his hands down and forward, he probably would have been okay there and gotten the out-of-bounds call, but he dropped his hands and, and, and tried to grab the ball, and, uh, they had to call him for it there on the, along the left baseline. Alex Williams comes back. Logan Duncan will sit. 30.2 seconds to go in the first quarter. Moeller by five at 20 to 15. They just cleared out straight away to Terry. There's left wing to Blanton. Moeller in the zone. 2-3 look right now. Back out to Terry. Both Terry and Blanton out near the timeline just playing pitch and catch at the moment. Now coming out to take it away from him is Foster. Foster way out near the timeline. Now Moeller switches back and goes to a 1-3-1 it looks like here. Here's McBride trying to hawk a defender. They drive in and poking it away was McBride and Williams, but I think Alex Williams is going to get called for reaching in. No, McBride make it. That'll be first on Miles McBride. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. We're, we're, we're a little bit off the uh, off the court. We're not down on the court. We're actually up in, in one of the suites tonight. So we're, we're a little far from the uh, court, but uh, looked like a good little kick from behind because it came from underneath, not over the top. So uh, a little bit of... Uh, Touchy foul there. Brennan Reigns comes in for the first time. 5'9", junior for St. Edward. He catches the inbounds pass. Down to eight seconds to go. High on the right, Terry. Terry starts to drive in on McBride. Takes it down in the lane. Throws up a shot on the run. No good. Rebound down to Max Land with a second. He's just going to hold it. Now he dribbles out. He's going to dribble out the remaining time of quarter number one. Moeller shoots 88% from the field in the opening quarter, but St. Ed's didn't quite match it, but shot pretty well themselves. And it's why Moeller, despite shooting that 88% after one quarter of play, Leads in this OHSA Division I state semifinal. It's Moeller 20, St. Edward 15. This is Moeller Crusaders basketball from ESP Media, and it's powered by Sidearm Sports. Filling an opening at your company means more than just finding an employee. You're looking for a fit, a match. Robert Half understands that. We know you need someone who can do the work, someone who complements your culture. And, of course, you need that someone fast. 
When it all comes together, it makes for a perfect fit. Satisfaction guaranteed. Robert Half, the matching experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Visit roberthalf.com slash radio for more information. Welcome back here at the Schattenstein Center on the campus of Ohio State University in Columbus. Richard Skinner along with Kent McKenzie, our producer engineer, Rob Ebel. After one quarter, Muller with a 20 to 15 lead. Crusaders made seven of eight shots from the field in the opening quarter, including their only three point attempt, went five of six at the foul line. St. Ed's seven of 12 for 58%, went one of two on three pointers, did not get to the free throw line. So 20 to 15 the lead and pretty efficient offensive first quarter by both teams. But Muller, when it went to that zone, did force a couple of turnovers for for St. Ed's. Well, they did, and they you know it was in situations where they tried to penetrate against that zone, and they double teamed him in the lane, and uh, were able to knock the ball away. I think it's obvious where what Moeller's looking at doing. They're not going to allow St. Edward to get into the lane. They're going to make St. Edward beat them from the outside. And you look at the shooting percentages; they're not a great outside shooting team. Most of their points, that is St. Edward, comes from in transition or in the lane. Yeah, they're only 32% three-point shooting team on the season. Blanton did bury that wide open three out of the corner, but that was a, that looked like more of a miscommunication defensively because he was wide open on that three-point attempt. He was a good ball reversal, yep. skip pass over there, and, uh, you know, uh, Moeller just didn't recover and close out quick enough. Miles McBride with nine in that first quarter, four apiece for Freeman Duncan to lead Moeller. Here's the inbounds, comes to Land, dumps it down inside for Duncan right away, and just grabbing him by the arm was Crane. He had no chance. Moeller with that kind of empty out set on the inbounds, they just throw it right to land at the top of the key, and he throws a quick dump down inside of Duncan. So Crane will pick up his second foul, and that'll be team foul on St. Ed's, number five. No, that's, that's two guys for uh, for St. Edward now with two fouls. And Huffman's so. back in there with those two fouls. Now they'll go at him if uh, if that's the case. Freeman having a hard time coming in, throws it up to the top of the key to ship. Goes right wing to Freeman, pop back inbounds, back to ship. is it's like almost a 2-1-2 or a 2-3 look here for St. Ed's. Off to McBride, throws at the foul line. Freem turns wide open with a jumper, skips off the rim, no good. Yep. Duncan went over the top. Sure did. And that'll be a foul on Logan Duncan as Crane grabbed the defensive rebound. So Moeller with just its second missed field goal, and that one was about three-quarters of the way in when it spun back Yeah, down. it was, and that might have been a little quicker than Coach Kramer wanted. They uh, they could have maybe been a little more patient and, and looked to see what, the, what they had in that particular defensive set. Um, because that was a new one that they sprung on uh, Moeller there. Moeller with some full-court man-to-man pressure, not guarding the inbounder. Looking to come in, Blanton does so to Huffman. Now see if they clear off. Now they, Bride says, let's go back off and play some half-court man here. Here's Blanton who brings it to the time, across the timeline. Throws it in the right corner with it to Huffman. Huffman head fakes a three, drives the baseline to McBride. Spins with a tough shot that Duncan just stuck a hand up and blocked away. McBride's got it, ahead to Freem. Freem drives low on the left, takes it under, lays it in with the left hand. Wow, great pass by McBride up the court and Freem just made a fantastic layup and uh, was able to keep him away with the opposite arm and, uh, and body and uh, lay it in the square for the two. Great defense by McBride and Duncan that time. McBride playing with a foul was really physical and then turned the offensive player right into Duncan who just stood there and blocked the shot. Here high on the right's Foster. Foster looking, bounces it a couple times. Now he's gonna back out on the dribble to reset some offense. Throws it cross court to Terry. Terry high on the left, dribbles back to the top of the key. Now takes it left of the lane, throws it in the corner to Huffman. Head fakes, drives into the lane. Throws a pass on the baseline to Terry. He backs out to the three point line and can't get a shot off. Moeller doing a good job recovering. 
Once past in the left corner to Blanton. Back out high on the left for Terry. He's going to launch a long three. No good back of the rim. Rebound tipped out. Huffman gets the offensive rebound on the long kickout. Goes right corner to Blanton. Head fake to three. Got a man in the air. Dribble drive. Takes it low on the right. Spits it up and in. Draws the foul from Duncan. Yeah, he uh, nice shot fake out of the perimeter. And he took it uh, right at Logan and was able to sidestep him. And uh, Logan just reached over and fouled him. That's the uh, second foul there on Logan Duncan. He's going to come out as Alex Williams will come in. And Devontae Blanton, who's now got nine of his own points. He and... Foster have combined for 15 of the 17 San Edge points at this point. With 6.32 to go here in the opening quarter, up there to try to complete the three, or the opening half, to complete the three-point play, and he does not as it goes in and out. The rebound tip from Freem to McBride, who will look at a little extended zone pressure here. Look, kind of a 1-2-2 look. Here's a pass to Land, to Freem. Nice. Low on the right, Alex Williams lays it in. Easy Real. ball, movement, never touched the floor. Never did. Hit him at the elbow, he turned, looked opposite block, and Alex Williams was standing there wide open. 24-17, Mullers. Blanton back the other way. His shot blocked out of bounds by Freem. Make it Foster on the drive. Yeah, I tell you what, that's a pretty good good job. If you can block Foster's shot as high as he gets, uh, that's pretty good defense right there. Hoffman will trigger it into the right of the St. Ed's basket. Looks, throws it in off of Williams, and he's going to blow up and get fouled. Alex Williams had his back to the player. He was guarding the lane, and Huffman just self-aware enough, just threw it right off his back, jumped in bounds, caught it. Tried to lay it up and in, and Alex Williams found him. Yeah, you can never turn your back on the ball. That's something that uh, you just have to be aware of. He'll never do that again, I guarantee you. Yeah, the thing uh, is, he was so far into the lane that it was actually an easy one to do. Easy. It was easy, yes. Good play by Huffman. First free throw for Huffman's up and good. He's a 65% foul shooter. And he's going to come out in a moment because he's got a sub. I think it's Brennan Reigns back at the scorer's table. 6-10 to go. First half, 24-18, the molar advantage. Grant Huffman. Playing with two fouls up there for the second one. He's got that one as well. Now he'll come out. And actually, it's Ogle who will come in. Josh Ogle, the 6'1 senior who played in that first quarter. He averages 7.6 a game. He's their best three-point shooter. 50%, 39 of 78 on the year. Yeah, he can fill it up from outside. And uh, he's the guy that I would imagine in this set that Moeller has will play a lot. Here's Land. Has it poked away and then almost taking it away. He stepped on well, the line. It was Demetrius Terry, but he stepped on the line as he tried to throw it off Max Land. For those old-school basketballers out there, Demetrius Terry is a dead ringer for Gus Williams. Yes, he is. <laughs> With the receding hairline and everything. Yes, he is. Uh, as a senior, he has the receding hairline and everything, but he works so hard on the defensive end, and uh, he really creates a lot of havoc. Here's frame to ship, right wing to McBride, drives into the lane, flips it back behind him to Land, who throws it back out to ship, throws it back on the left wing to McBride. McBride looking in, wants Freem to get out of there as they want to try to post up a player. He throws it all the way, skip across to the right corner of Ship. Ship drives in, is cut off, has it poked away, but rescues it. Terry almost took that one away from him. Throws it back out to McBride. McBride now pats his head and backs out, throws it to Freem, high on the right. Freem dribbles left, back cut by Land. Nice bounce pass, Land drives under low on the left, lays it up and in, draws the foul. The patience of Moeller is really hard on St. Edward. They are struggling because they're working so hard defensively, they're actually getting themselves kind of out of sorts. Um, it's a lot like we've talked about uh, throughout. When you put on a lot of pressure, you just kind of open yourself up for back cuts and drives like that. And Spencer Crane, the 6'5 senior, who plays the post position defensively, has just picked up his third foul as Land puts it in. They're going to lead him in at the moment. Land puts the free throw up and good. Will McCracken going to come in and replace Land, and now I think they're going to get, they will, Chapman will come back in, the 6'4 junior, Zach Chapman, who played the first half, or first quarter, excuse me. He yeah. comes back into the game. This is St. Edwards. Uh, pretty much the one thing they didn't want to happen was to get some of their key guys in foul trouble here in the first half. And Terry going to go back out. Or make it Foster going to go back out. 
as Huffman comes back. So an offensive possession going to bring Huffman back in. But he's playing with two fouls at the moment. Full court pressure from Moeller. They're trying to get it in. They lob it ahead to Huffman. Made it through too far, but Huffman rescues it. Races into the front court. Still on the move. Takes it in the lane. Crossover dribble with the left hand. Lays it up and in off great the glass. Move. That's his game right there. He does a great job in the lane, and he got there and uh, made Moeller pay. Great move by Huffman. 27-21 Moeller. We played almost three minutes of the second quarter. Chip those left wing to Freem, throws it down low on the right to McCracken who laid it up and in. He got behind the defender Ogle. Wow, came off that uh, high that high screen and uh, was wide open on the kind of like a back cut almost. And uh, great pass by Freem. 29-21 Moeller. Here's Blanton. Dribbled in, throws it high on the right to Huffman. Huffman looks over towards the bench. Eric Flannery trying to call a set. And Huffman trying to get people set. As that offensive guy's going all over the place. A little high 1-4 look it looks like. Here's Huffman still dribbling on the right. Throws it out to Ogle behind a screen. He might have got away with a walk. Clears it off to Blanton. Drives to the baseline. Pull up 12-footer. Back of the rim, no good. Up high to get it. McBride, he lost it. Right in the hands of Alec Frame from Moeller. He throws it ahead to Ship on the left-hand side. Ship picks up his dribble. Now looking for somebody to throw it to. Does out to McBride out on the Ohio State symbol. And then a reach-in foul by Demetrius Terry. Will send Miles McBride to the line for the 101. That was not a good foul. No, 30 feet away, 35 feet away from the basket. He just reached in and, and fouled him pretty good. And then he's... Uh, wasn't happy with the official there, but the official like, what do you want me to do? He's right on time. He's standing right at it. standing right, right here. Space. Yeah. So, Miles McBride, a 74.5% foul shooter in the regular season. In the postseason, he's 14 of 15. Up there for the one and one with 4.31 to go in the half. Puts it up. Front rim, no. Freem tried to get the rebound, but he tipped it and tipped it high in the air where Montori Foster grabbed it for St. Edward. He works it into the front court. Between the circles, throws right wing to Huffman. Huffman. Just dribbling back and forth. Clears it out straight away to Terry. Left wing to Foster. Foster looking in. Back out straight away to Terry. Terry going to launch a long three straight away. Beauty. Wow, great shot. And a timeout. A 30-second one called by St. Edward head coach Eric Flannery. So Bowler had a chance to maybe get the lead to 10 with McBride up there to shoot the one and one. Missed it. And back comes Terry to drill the three. And with 4-11 to go in the half, Moeller's lead is now 5 at 29-24. And the Crusaders still shoot it at a heck of a clip at 85% in the game. Well, I, I tell you, they that was a big turn. <laughs> that was a big turnaround. Uh, it had McBride, like you said, had McBride hit the free throw. They're up 10. They come down and they get the ball back. And they go back and they're looking at another mini run and getting up to, to 12 or 13. But instead, they give up the three. Uh, that's not typically... Uh, uh, Terry's game, but uh, he really stepped in and uh, hit that three. The first one he shot went off the backboard, so uh, he might be settling in a little bit. Muller comes back with, actually Max Lamb was going to come in, but too late for him. Free McBride, Ship, Williams, McCracken, the five on the floor for the Crusaders. As St. Ed going to pick up full court. It comes into McBride with Terry all over him. They clear out and they're going to work it up. He picks up his dribble, throws it ahead to Ship into the forecourt. Ship picks his dribble up, throws it top of the key to Freem. Frame starts to drive, kicks in the right wing to McCracken, out straight away McBride, left wing to ship, his three-pointer on the way, very short, no good. Rebound, though, comes down, and two Moeller players were going out of bounds and saved it to each other. McCracken jumped out of bounds. He saved it to Williams, who was jumping out of bounds, and then landed out of bounds. Yeah, a little miscommunication there. So uh, Moeller's got to get the ball back here. Um, St. Edward making a little run and uh, some positive things going for St. Edward at this point. Max land back in, McCracken goes out, so Moeller... Lead down to five as Huffman's going to walk into the front court. Standing out between the circles, works off the screen, angles to the left, throws it in the corner to Ogle. Ogle back out straight away to Huffman. Huffman just dribbling in place, throws it left wing with it to Terry. Terry drives into the lane, still makes his move, throws a bad pass, tried to hit Foster and threw it away. 
Yeah, he was out of control when he went through the lane and uh, just miscommunication there. He thought Foster was going to drop down uh, toward the elbow, and he stayed up toward the top, up toward the horn, and uh, just uh, passed, went streaming out of bounds. Defensive specialist Michael Curran in. There's a pass to Land, throws it cross court to Curran. Curran off to Freem. Freem has it poked away, rescues it back, shovels the pass low on the right to Alex Williams. He powers it up and in. Wow, I thought Huffman might get his third foul there with uh, Williams and the ball fake, but uh, he was able to uh, avoid the contact. 31-24, Molers lead back to seven with 3.15 to go here in the first half. Huffman has it right now, playing with those two fouls. Throws it to Ogle, high on the left. Ogle looking in, hasn't made a move. Throws it high on the right, right point to Blanton. Blanton looking for cutters, hasn't done anything with it. Throws it high on the left to Foster. Foster about 35 feet from the bucket. Hasn't made a move, and McBride gives him plenty of room. Throws it out straight away to Terry. Terry dribbling out at the top of the key with his left hand. Throws left wing to Ogle. Head fake to three, thought better of making Huffman. Back to Terry, high on the right. Terry thinking about launching. Now throws a pass down inside to Huffman. Makes a good catch. Turns, banks it off the window. Too strong. It rolled just off and Freem with a good defensive rebound. Clears it ahead to McBride. Moeller wants to run. McBride on the move. Kicks it right corner land. Head fakes. Drives in the lane. Goes in the corner. Curran. His three ball on the way. Good for Michael Curran. Wow. Great shot by Michael, who does usually take those shots, but they moved the ball well. Michael has had his feet set and went straight up and nailed it. Average just one and a half a game in the regular season, one point in the postseason, and a big three there gives Moeller a 10-point lead at 34-24. Here's Terry. Has the basketball, waves Huffman through as he dribbles to the right wing. Now works behind the screen, going left. Now they bounce it down on the right of the lane to Blanton, trying to back in on Kern. Wheels in the lane, throws a pass in the corner. Here's Huffman's three from over there. No good back of the rim, and the rebound comes down to Alec Freem for Moeller. Frame throws it ahead for Land. He's got numbers if he wants to run. Land drives right. in, shovels it off low on the right to Williams who blew the layup. Got his rebound back, put it back up and in. Well, great pass by Land to Williams on the opposite block. And he, <laughs> I think, like he, Land and Williams are laughing because Land ran up to him and said, you blew my assist. Um, but uh, uh, nice play. And, and you know what? Moeller, when they get in transition and get up and down, they really make some nice things happen. Eric Flannery takes the 32nd timeout, his second one of this first half. We'll keep it here with a minute 49 to go in the half. A flurry from Moeller. It was just 29-24 in a blink of an eye ago. It's now 36-24. Moeller on a 7-0 run. And the Crusaders now have made 14 of 18 field goals in the game. That's incredible. Well, they're, they're shooting the ball really well. And uh, it, it's hard to keep up with this kind of shooting. And, again, uh, Moeller's done such a great job of shooting, you know, practicing in these big arenas. And I think it showed here in the playoffs, especially as they move to the bigger arenas, They've really been consistent in their shooting, and uh, and without a doubt, it's helped Miles McBride. Uh, he's done probably a better job shooting in the big arenas than he did in the high school arenas. Here we go. Walking into the front court with it is Huffman. Huffman throws it on the left wing with it to Foster. Moore comes to trap. Foster gets away from it. Still on the move. Looking, gives it into Blanton. He throws up a shot in the lane. Too strong, no good. And the rebound defensively comes down to Moeller's Max Land. Throws it ahead with it to McBride. Throws it left corner to Curran. Curran picks his dribble up. As actually hasn't dribbled. Now he does so on the baseline. Takes it down inside. Might have got away with a walk, and now he did walk. He did walk. He did walk. Um, an opportunity just to take that lead even further at 36-24th, a minute 21 to go. And uh, you know what? Just he, he wanted to kick it back, and nobody rolled or rolled down to, to make himself available for him. Huffman walks into the front court. He's played with those two fouls for quite a while. Maybe on another defensive possession, Eric Flannery gets him out. He's got it on the right wing. Now it angles back towards the top of the key. Shovels it off to Ogle. Left corner to Foster. Now he's up the left wing. Foster drives in the lane. Takes it all the way down inside. Throws up a wild layup. No good, but they're going to call a foul on, I believe, Michael Curran for overguarding him just a bit. 
Yeah, that you know, those are those situations no, where Yeah, those are those situations where he was so out of control going down the lane it almost looks like a bailout uh, call, but uh, probably did get him with the hip as he came across. On Tory Foster to shoot two with 102 to go in the half. Right hander looks at the Muller student section, hits the front of the rim with it is for the first time tonight for St. Edward, Josiah Knight, a 6-1 senior, will come in. And Huffman with the two fouls will go out. Muller gets Michael Ship back in, and Michael Curran goes out. Well, free throw coming up for Foster. He's yeah. just a 51.4% foul shooter. It's and the second one. And St. Edward is not, as a team, a very good foul shooting team. Here is Land in the corner. He's double teamed, looking, shovels it to Williams, who clears it out straight away to... Freem off the land, angling right. Works behind the screen, top of the key. Goes left wing to Freem. Freem dribbles out. Clears it out straight away with it to ship. Foster Terry was all on his grill, and he threw it away. I thought Terry got a piece of that, actually. Demetrius Terry, I tell you, he is a physical, in-your-face defender. And Miles McBride's trying to talk to the official to say, hey, it went right off of Terry. I didn't touch it. It went straight out of bounds off the St. Edward player. I could see that from up here. Now 41.9 seconds to go, and St. Ed's down 11 with the basketball as Huffman comes back in offensively. Eric Flannery playing offense defense with his point guard with two fouls. And he's just standing out near the timeline, more than willing, I think, to go for the last shot of this first half. Flannery or Huffman just dribbling back and forth with it, not going anywhere, just standing right on the A of the Ohio State logo at midcourt. Back and forth he goes. McBride gives him plenty of room, down to 17 seconds. Now McBride creeps a little closer. Throws it high on the right to Foster. Foster throws a pass. It's knocked down by McBride. Take it away. McBride on the move. Bounces off to Freem. Freem drives the right side. Flips up a shot. Falling wow. away on the baseline. And he knocked it down. What a shot by Freem Still on three the baseline. seconds to go. Back comes Huffman the other way to midcourt. Huffman launches a one-hand runner that goes off the backboard. No good. Wow. Miles McBride making a standout defensive play. And then Alec Freem caught it and shot a six-foot fall away on the baseline to give Moeller here at halftime a 38-25 lead. What a fantastic athletic play by Miles McBride. He faked, he faked, and he fell and uh, just made the uh, made a great play there at midcourt. It's Moeller 38, St. Edward 25 in this first OHSA Division I state semifinal game. We'll take a timeout when we come back. We'll talk with Tim Street of the Ohio High School Athletic Association. And we'll, of course, have second-half action and more as we continue from the Schottenstein Center here in Columbus. You're listening to Muller Crusaders Basketball from ESP Media, and it's powered, as always, by Sidearm Sports. Alabama Fish Bar, the Taste of Cincinnati 2017 winner. Alabama Fish Bar, located in Over the Rhine at 1601 Race Street, Cincinnati. Go to alabamafishbar.com to learn more about this 26-year-old staple serving the freshest fish in historic downtown Cincinnati. Open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Closed all major holidays. Back here at the Schottenstein Center in Columbus, I'm Richard Skinner, Kent McKenzie, our executive producer, engineer, Rob Ebel. Pleased to be joined here at halftime by Tim Street of the Ohio High School Athletic Association. Of course, you get through this part of it, you've been through the girls' state tournament already. Yeah, you're, 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 you're seeing a little light at the end of the tunnel for winter sports, but you still got championships Saturday to go, and that's always an exciting time. But I know these are some long, long days for your entire staff. I appreciate you spending a few minutes with us. My pleasure, Richard. Thanks for having me on. And you're right, it is long days. It's exciting, too. You kind of go on adrenaline after a while. But, uh, you know, speaking of here at the shot, I think I was looking at my calendar. Uh, 11 of the last 19 days I've spent here at the <laughs> shot. 
And yep, a lot of people are basketball fans. They don't realize we're here for four days right. for wrestling, right. setting right. up, right. And then, setting up, and then three days of wrestling. Girls basketball, same thing. And we ended last Saturday night. I got out of here about midnight. We were here at 9 a.m. because the teams come in for the meeting, you know. And Moeller was here for that, and they get to have the walkthrough and see where they're going to do. Of course, they've been here a few times, so they know where they're going. But uh, long days, um, not as long as they used to be because of the doubleheader sessions. As I said, that's going to lead into my next question. How has that worked out? Uh, I know it's, it's, it's obviously early where you're gathering data. You also, let's face it, this week you have the NCAA tournament in town as well, so there are some mitigating factors when you look at whatever the final numbers would be, but, but how's it worked out, you think, from a fan perspective and from your all's perspective? It has been great. We have loved it. Uh, I've got a lot of good feedback from fans and friends of mine that are here watching the games. Just the fact that you don't have to leave the shot after every game is so much nicer than uh, having such a long day and you clear the arena after every game is what we used to do. So it's been a, a, a great change, and Jerry Snodgrass has said that many times. He wanted to try something because we've seen the overall attendance go down here for the last few years, and we have done that kind of format for the girls' state tournament forever where it's doubleheader sessions for the semis, and we thought, you know, we got 18,500 seats here. We don't need them all. LeBron James is not here anymore. He's not coming back. So we thought, you know, let's try to pump a little life into this tournament with doing doubleheader sessions. It's worked out great. Yeah, and I think for fans and the fan friendliness of that is if you're a Moeller or St. Ed fan, if your team wins, I think you'd like to stick around and watch that second game as opposed to saying, all right, let's leave, get something to eat, come back. You may not come back. And vice versa, the fans of that second game. I want to see who we might play in the championship game. And I think that's probably universal across the board. I know there were obviously reasons for it being the way it was, but I think for this way, just from a fan perspective, it's just got to be its got to be far better for their experience. That's what we've heard. Yeah, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. That's what we've heard. The one thing I should say first, too, is that we did not double the ticket. We had a lot of people ask us that. Are we doubling the ticket? We did not double the ticket. A, a ticket down in the lower bowl, uh, was 15 it went to 20 we, we didn't double the ticket so that's the first thing though you know actually the and this actually involves molar student section too because one of the interesting challenges that we had to deal with is the student sections obviously they're right behind the basket the students for the next game are up in the 300 level and we have staff that once this first game ends you negotiate one in and one out exactly you have to because because Liberty and St. Vincent St. Mary are playing the next game. Their students are starting to arrive. They're in a holding area, and then we'll bring them down. We'll, we'll move Moeller and St. Edward students up into the third 300 level if they want to stay for the next game. Yeah, principals ask you about the logistics of that. That works out pretty well. They're little, little all about, hey, we'll put this group in a holding area. We'll take the juniors and move them out. Let the sophomores come in. It, it is a, kind of a cool setup, and, and probably for the kids as well. You get at least a feel for the arena if you're that second game or whatever, yep. and then you can see where you're going to sit. And for a lot of, lot of younger kids they're never this close to the action in an arena like this right right and you know we've we've made it work for the girls tournament for years we we can do the same thing here at the boys um the, the funny thing though is uh for some of these second games of the sessions is watching the seniors who mainly are going to want to be in the front row watching them sprint down those uh, bleachers trying to get in the front row so it's an entertaining process no doubt um talk about the new executive director jerry snodgrass what what, what does he bring to the table for the OHSAA, and what are some maybe initiatives he's looking at, and this obviously being one of them? Well, he brings to the OHSAA uh, 25 years as a high school athletic director and head basketball coach at Finley High School. He has such a rapport and a connection with athletic directors. He was one. He was a tournament site for us for football and all kinds of sports for so many years. He brings that experience and also those connections. He and, and Dr. Oss did an amazing job as our commissioner. 
uh, Jerry is so much more in uh, in contact on a daily basis with the athletic directors and the coaches. Uh, he is on his cell phone constantly. I bet everyone listening to this uh, broadcast now has a cell number. I think everyone <laughs> in the state does because he is constantly getting texts and, and uh, answering people, and he is really big on social media. Uh, he will correspond and interact with people on social media like no one I've seen. So uh, he is uh, definitely a high-energy, uh, big-idea guy. Um, I will say this, though, about Jerry, and, and I would he, he would he would be nodding his head if he was listening. He has had a lot of bumps in the road, not to his own doing, in these first seven or eight months that he's been executive director. Uh, just a lot of odd things, controversies, um, um, situations he's had to deal with. I've told people all along, I think give him a year and a half or two years to put in all of his new ideas. We're going to be in such a good position. Um, and, and the basketball state term is one of those. It was his idea to do the doubleheader session. So that's just one example of a lot of things he's going to implement. Did, did you worry uh, as, as a group, as a staff at all, with the NCAA being here at the same time? Um, let's face it, Ohio State's not playing here. But maybe that casual fan is going to be choosing between going to, to watch the NCAA or coming here, um, I guess there's really nothing you can do about it. You've got your dates, they come up with their dates, and sometimes the twain shall meet. I know the Kentucky High School Athletic Association has been trying to deal with that for a while, trying to avoid when Kentucky plays, so you can get high school fans to Rupp Arena for their state tournaments. I'm not sure there's a good logistical answer. I'm not trying to bail you out with it. I'm not sure what the logistical answer is. I guess you just have to simply deal with it. We have to deal with it. I, yeah, worry is probably too strong yeah. a word. You just kind of deal with it, but you know, a similar scenario, though, for our wrestling state tournament that's here, for a lot of years, it was the same weekend as, and I don't know if a lot of folks from Cincinnati are aware, but the Arnold Fitness Expo is downtown. It is huge. Hundreds of thousands of people come. And when that was the same weekend as our wrestling tournament, we saw a big impact. Hotel rooms. Sure. Uh, all the different restaurants. Uh, people trying to get in town for wrestling were competing with the Arnold. It's not quite as significant with the NCAA tournament downtown and this. There is still some some competition there for fans. I think you're right about that. The one thing, too, though, is that we partner on a lot of things with the Greater Columbus Sports Commission, which is responsible for bringing in right, those NCAA right, tournaments. Right. So we, we kind of are, because they're working with both of us, that helps a little bit. If, if we were not working with the Sports Commission as well, then there might be some competition there. But we, we all get along, and, and they want both events to go off without a hitch. The last time we talked was at the state football uh, finals, Wyoming playing uh, up in, in Canton back in December. Um, and at the point in time, I don't believe the decision had been made for it to go back to Canton. But the venue itself, it seemed like it's been a home run. I know, look, Cincinnatians like I am, although I'm actually in northern Kentucky, but a Cincinnatian has complained for years about going to northeast Ohio. But going there the last handful of years, whether it be for Spectrum Time Warner to broadcast the game, whether it be for Wyoming last year, you get to that venue and it just feels like the perfect setting because of the Hall of Fame, because of the fact of, of, of how many seats are there. I did the one in Columbus. I did the Division Three state championship game for Spectrum, I think, three years or so ago. Mm -hmm. And look, Ohio Stadium is magical as a kid, right? That's where you, you, you kind of envision if you're not going to go play college football, you'd like to play there once. But it just didn't feel like there was a lot of atmosphere. It felt like that in Canton, even for a smaller school state championship game. Has that all worked out for you guys the way you want in Canton? It has. And, and we made a lot, of, and they made a lot of improvements too from year one to year two right. in Canton. And a lot of that goes with the team experience, just getting in and out of the stadium uh, to unload your gear. All those little things that go into it, the, the ingress and egress of the teams uh, throughout the weekend because it's one stadium. I will say this about Ohio Stadium. We learned that we could do it in one stadium yeah. in one weekend. 
But previously, we'd go back and forth between Maslin and Canton for the games. That added double the expenses and a lot of logistical issues. So in Ohio Stadium, we proved we could do it in one stadium. Had to spread the games out more. Yeah. You know, no, no one likes playing at 10 a.m., but, but you're right. They got to play in the shoe. I, I will say this about the shoe. When you're on the sideline, it still was really cool. Yeah. But when you're up in the stands, it, 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 there was obviously a cavernous stadium. Um, I think, and, and people have asked me what I, what I think about the football situation, I, I do think we're going to go back to the shoe at some point. I think we're going to go back to play at Ohio Stadium. I don't know when it's going to be. Um, when we were there previously, Jim Trestle led the charge for that contract to get resolved to have the games in Columbus. He's not there anymore. So that that's a big reason why. Um, but when we announced we were going back to Canton, Jan Wilking, yep. the AD at Wyoming, she's on our state board of directors. And when we had that conversation, obviously you can tell, boy, the Cincinnati and you know Southwest and Western Ohio people are like, oh, God, why can't we be in Columbus? I don't blame them for saying that. But we also have to do the best we can with our contracts. We have to go where you're wanted. And that kind of is another way of saying that the, uh, the momentum to have our state championships at the shoe from the Ohio State standpoint is not what it used to be. That's nothing against them. They're great people. But the incentive is not quite what it used to sure, be. Sure, No, as a Kentuckian, they had the girls' state tournament in northern Kentucky for a couple of years. The western part of the state's five hours away. The eastern part of the state's four hours away. They were not happy about it. Northern Kentucky wasn't happy about going to Western Kentucky University for some state footballs. Unless you can completely centralize it, a lot of times you just you can't make everybody happy in that regard. So I know what you're talking about. you got to do the best you can. Final question. I think we talked about this the last time, too. Um, any emerging sports? And you guys have been so good at being in the forefront of of with like lacrosse and, and and finally getting some of those sports sanctioned we've talked esports as well and it's it's sweeping the country sweeping it fast whether people want to shake their heads and not believe it it is where, where do you stand with some emerging sports well we have an emerging sports committee that meets with all kinds of sports boys volleyball is one of them you're right that esports is one of them we've even had meetings with folks that represent archery uh fishing Kentucky. They got them both. As you know. <laughs> they got them both. Bass fishing is yep. a sanctioned yep. sport in Kentucky. Um, you know, I don't think we're close as in the next couple years to adding a sport. But, and and, I, and Jerry, is a he's a proponent for adding sports. We probably have to add staff to do that. Right. And that would come from our board of directors. So you can lean on Jan for that if you can exactly. do that for us. Exactly. But, you know, a sport like boys volleyball, right now there are about 85 schools. And our bylaw says they need to get to about 150. Our schools could change that down to a lower number. Uh, Jerry's even said, you know, if the thing about boys volleyball in particular, it's already a structured uh, sport. Yeah, it, it, well, it's not. It feels sanctioned. It, it really feels does, just because it, a lot it, of people think it is. Still, I think everybody thinks when you win a state championship, well, it's not an OHSA one. Right. It's the little Ohio State Championship. And it was the same thing with lacrosse. Right. A, a lot of times people thought we were doing that, but we really weren't. So I would not be surprised if we talk closer with boys volleyball and Jerry is uh, he's a proponent to adding it. What do we need to do to add it? Um, Esports is one that a lot of us in the office we don't know much about, and and I don't know much about. It. In I fact, raise my hand as well. I don't know much about it either. I I talked to a college class at OSU two months ago and I said who who would really buy a ticket to watch someone play a video game? How many and hands went up? They all raised their hand. I could not believe it. I was stunned. But you know. That, that's one of those, too, that in our position, we have to look at it. Is it a sport or is it an activity? Because right. there's a lot of state associations. Illinois is one, and I, I forget if Kentucky is one, that does sports and activities. They do both, yes. They do both. Yes. Speech, debate, singing, show choir. Like, those are all activities. I think what we're going to have to decide, cheerleading is the same way. Right, correct. Cheerleading is a great activity. It's not a necessarily a Team A versus Team B competition sport. So we look at a lot of things as an activity or is it a sport? We do the sports. There's other associations that do the activities. 
and you know we have to decide do we want to take on some activities too cheerleading is a great example there are a lot of states that cheerleading is a big revenue sport yeah, absolutely and if we get to that point where we want to take a, a look at that we'll, we'll need to do that tim i appreciate the time as always Richard, you thank a lot you. of ground and appreciate it on a busy busy almost month i'll give it a full month for you i won't even say the last couple of weeks it's probably about a month's worth and yeah. take a breath and all of a sudden spring sports will be i will try yeah thank you very so, much thanks very much tim street from the ohio high school athletic association when we come back we'll look at the first half statistics and the first half individual scoring and we'll have the second half action as well as it's halftime with Moeller on top of lakewood st edward 38 25 this is Moeller crusaders basketball from esp media and it's powered by sidearm sports Enjoying tonight's broadcast but missed the first 30 minutes? No need to worry. Appointment listening for all ESP Media broadcasts can be found at soundcloud.com backslash ESP Media or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Search for ESP Media. Appointment listening by ESP Media since 2010. Back here at the Schottenstein Center in Columbus, Richard Skinner, Kent McKenzie with you. A quick look at the first half statistics. Moeller 79% from the field, 15 of 19. Shot 75% from the line, 6 of 8, 2 of 3, three-pointers. St. Ed's cooled off, shot 45%, 10 of 22 overall. Individual scoring-wise for Moeller, they were led in the first half. Miles McBride had 9, 6 for Alec Freem, 8 for Alex Williams, 4 for Logan Duncan, and 3 apiece for Will McCracken and Max Land. 15 of 19, Kent, that's getting it done. Well, they're shooting the ball fantastic. They've been shooting it well the entire tournament. And uh, you know what? They're, they're just they're, they're set. They're, they're getting good shots, open shots. And a lot of it's from the ball movement. The ball movement's it's been so superb. Cool. It's been really good. Yeah, and you just can't get there and as a defender and close out. So, uh, so far, so good for, uh, for Moeller. Um, you know, good, a good, nice lead going in here to, into the uh, third quarter. And, you know, as long as they uh, – are at least tie each quarter going out there. They, they've got a they've got a, a possibility of playing a game tomorrow night. So St. Ed starts with the basketball. Moeller going left to right. And so St. Ed's going right to left as you look at your computer monitor, your iPhone, or your iPad to start the second half. Moeller starts in a 2-3 zone, which they often do to start a quarter or a half, but they'll quickly get out of it. Here's Blanton drives in, kicks it off to Huffman on the right wing. He drives in the lane coming left. Throws up a layup on the run that dances around the rim, comes off, and the rebound finally snatched out of there defensively by Michael Ship of Moeller. Shovels it off to McBride, who's in a hurry the other way. Still on the move. Pull up at the foul line with a jump shot. Got it. Boy, Miles McBride is dialed in. He's got 11. And Moeller's lead swells to 15 at 40-25. Here's Blanton back the other way to the rim. Missed it as Duncan might have affected it. And the rebound to McBride. Throws it ahead to Ship. Ship on the left wing. Throws a cross-court pass that's going to be intercepted. Nice job running it down by Montori Foster. Off to Huffman. His long lead pass goes to Terry. Drives along the baseline. Throws a pass back out. Huffman's three from the top of the key. Rattles home. Yeah, that uh, that was an opportunity where Moeller probably should have shown a little bit of patience. Freem tried to throw that cross-court pass all the way to Ship, and it just too, was in the air too long. There's Duncan with the top of the key, throws left wing to Ship. Ship holds it, hasn't done anything with it. Looking inside, does throw it to Duncan in the left of the lane, now drives in, kicks it back out. Ship wide open, three left wing, in and out, no good. Defensive rebound, Montori Foster for St. Ed's. Moeller by 12, St. Ed's with the basketball, here's Foster. Angles down the right of the lane, kicks in the right corner to Huffman, head fakes. He drives towards the lane, takes it all the way down to the low on the right, then blew a wide open layup. Boy, that's the third, third layup. Nobody around him. That's the third one he's missed. And Duncan with the odd defensive rebound for Moeller. 
Off to McBride, who dribbled in and patted his head. And working around, Land drives in the lane. Spins back, he's stuck, in some trouble, forces up a shot, got it blocked, and then they're going to call him for walking. He got up in the air, I'm not sure that was a walk, it was blocked by Foster, then Land came down with it on the catch, and they said he traveled. Yeah, I, uh, Coach Kramer saying, you know what, he got fouled going up, or at least the ball got hit, and can come down and reestablish his feet. Yeah, I, I thought the ball, I didn't even think it was a foul, I don't think that would have been a bailout almost, but yeah, I didn't think he walked with it for sure. Yeah, Coach Kramer's not happy with that call. He's still at talking all. about it. He walked all the way down to the end of the end of the sideline. He's all the way up back up to midcourt. Here's Terry on the left wing. Goes it out to Blanton straight away. Swings it around to Ogle, who's back in off the right wing to Foster. Foster looking to, for somebody to throw it to. Clears it out straight away high on the right to Huffman. Huffman throws it cross court to Blanton on the left wing. Blanton with Duncan on him. Duncan gives him a lot of room. Gives it back to Huffman. Stutter step, moves to the foul line, back out, off to Blanton. He shoots a set shot three that hits the back of the rim. No, and way up to get the rebound, Max Land. And he almost has it taken away from him by Huffman. And Land from the floor shovels it to free. Nope. Throws it ahead, a bad pass that goes off McBride, then off of Demetrius Terry of St. Edwards out of bounds. And Moore will retain the basketball. They've gotten a little sloppy passing here early in the second half. Well, I tell you, it was good hustle by Land. He just dove on the floor and was able to retrieve the ball. And then just a little lack of patience by Moeller right now. They're just a little bit fast. Here's Ship between the circles, angles to the right on the dribble. Looking for somebody to pass it to. Picks his dribble up, throws it to the foul line. McBride is taken away by Terry. Foot race to the other end. Terry going to drive under and stuffs it with one hand. And drew the foul from McBride in the process. Yeah, that was, uh, again, you could see it coming. Uh, he was coming up from behind. And uh, Miles tried to get down there and affect the, affect the layup, and it ended up being a dunk, and uh, Miles got him from behind. Great play by Terry. Great play. Terry slowed up. You can almost tell like he was going to dunk that one. And when he did, it did allow McBride to catch, catch up. up. Yep, yep. And uh, I think McBride felt like he was going to uh, get to it. But uh, I'll tell you what, Terry can get up. He's taking a little time. Terry trying to shake it off. He went to the floor hard. There was no, obviously, flagrant nature to the foul. And the officials haven't even looked at any of that. They're just waiting for Terry to shake it off. And now he's at the line to try to complete the three-point play with 5.30 to go in the 30. Bank the free it. throw in. Yeah, takes it to a nine-point lead. 40-31, Moeller. They led by 15 just a moment ago. Now it's down to nine, and St. Ed's student section getting into it. There's Duncombe. Throws it top of the key to Land. Land drives in, shovels it to Freem, coming right. Freem picks his dribble up, looking for somebody to throw it to. Throws it high on the right to Ship, who's next to him. Back to Duncombe between the circles. Throws left wing to Land. Land throws it top of the key to Ship, and Terry almost took another one away, but they said he grabbed too much arm, and that'll be... Foul number two on Demetrius Terry. He is a very aggressive defender. He is, and that's the scouting report on him. He will get up in you. He will take chances, but he makes things happen on the basketball court, uh, and that's what he's doing right now. He's guarding, uh, he's guarding McBride really heavy right now. Official's going to have a, have a discussion with, uh, with him right now. Yeah, I thought he just made a play on the ball. It was a hard foul, but it wasn't anything malicious. He almost stole it. All the inbounds in the backcourt to ship. Ship walks it in the front court. Picks his dribble up, looking for somebody to throw it to. Goes to frame. Frame dribbles left of the lane. Takes all the way down the left block. Spins with a fall away 10-footer. Front of the rim, no. McBride goes up to get the rebound. Can't get it, but Duncombe does. Duncombe throws it out to land top of the circle. Goes right side to Ship. Ship throws his cross-court pass left corner. McBride drives along the baseline. Takes all the way and dunked it with one hand. But a whistle and a foul. I think Terry fouled him before he got there. Yeah, McBride and Terry are getting after one another, and I knew this would happen. He's Terry hadn't stopped talking and jabbering in McBride's ear, and um, he, he has a reputation for this. Uh, that's his third foul, so he's coming out right now. But uh, McBride, he's been the spark hero. Yeah, the last McBride, couple of McBride took the aggressiveness, the advantage there, and uh, went and dunked it, but uh, got fouled on the floor. 
Ship caught it in the right corner, clears it out to Duncan. Left wing, he goes to Frame. Frame dribbles right, flips it off to Land coming left. Land picks up his dribble, goes in the corner, has it knocked away by Huffman out of bounds. Huffman then said he thought it went off of Ship, and he was pretty argumentative about it, like he definitively thought it went off of Ship. But Muller will inbounds with 4.40 to go here in the third, up 40-31 to 31 in this OHSA Division I. State semifinal game. Frame looking to come in. Ships all the way in the backcourt as a safety valve. And now he walks into the front court and he'll catch the inbounds pass. Between the circles, angles left on the dribble. Looking to hand it off. They jump the handoff to Frame. Frame dribbles out straight away between the circles. He angles right, flips it to Ship, coming back left. Ship heads left on the dribble, gives it to Land coming right. Land throws it out high on the right to Frame. Frame now dribbles back left. Muller looking for that back cut action to, to Ship to Duncan. He dribbles right, hands it to Land coming left. Land swings a pass back to the right wing to McBride. McBride drives into the lane, takes it down inside, kicks it in the corner, ship, long three out of the left left corner, no good. And the rebound defensively from Montori Foster for St. Edwards. And a reach in foul as Ship tried to steal it as Foster was coming up on the dribble and Michael Ship will pick up his first. And the second on Moeller here in half number two. Yeah, probably not a bad foul. It slowed things down because Foster was definitely going hard and looking for the basket there and could have caused some havoc. It'll be Josh Ogle to inbounds it. Flips it into Foster. Bride gives him a lot of room. Exactly four minutes gone here in the third. Moeller by nine. It's led by as much as 15 in this third quarter. Foster just palming that dribble down. He's not going anywhere with it. Now clears it high on the left to Huffman. Huffman dribbles out right to the top of the key. Not in a hurry. Now starts to make a move. Kicks it left wing. They go down into the left baseline to Blanton. Blanton trying to back in. Wheels in the lane with a shot, and he got a foul. Yeah, Both Duncan, Duncan and Ship were there. Let's see who gets the foul call. As both jumped that in, they're going to give it on Ship. Yeah, uh, he came over to help, and uh, actually, no, he uh, he was actually guarding him there, and he got a hit by him. And it's getting a little physical out there right now. Devontae Blanton at the line. He's a 62% foul shooter. Missed his only free throw attempt in the game. First one's up, no good. In for Moeller come Alex Williams, Michael Kern, Michael Ship, and Logan Duncan will go out. Williams with a good first half, eight points. Missed a wide open layup that he actually rebounded and stuck back in. That was his only missed field goal in the first half. Yeah, I like the matchup with Williams on the court. Uh, he really makes a difference with uh, some quickness there on the baseline. Missed the second one, so Blanton comes up empty with two free throws. Back comes Moeller to Land. Land drives along the right baseline, cut off, then they come to double teaming, swings it back out to McBride. Right on the right wing, dribble back to, to the top of the key, clears it out to Kern. Kern throws left wing to Alex Williams. Williams throws it down to a cutting land in the lane who laid it in. Wow, what a pass by Williams and a good move there by, uh, by Land. Land with a good back cut in the lane, and Williams threaded the needle with the pass. Yeah, he's such a good passer. Well, we're back by 11. Here's Blanton in the left corner with Land on him. Dribbles out, clears it out straight away to Reigns. Back to Blanton, left wing. Back out straight away to Reigns. Swings it right wing to Huffman. Huffman drives to the right baseline, spins in the lane with a fall away teardrop that went in. Boy, I tell you what, nice Sweet move, move by Huffman. Sure yes, was. He's, uh, he's a good player. He's solid. Huffman with 11. Mowers lead back to 9 to 42 33 inside. Three minutes to go, third quarter. There's Land on the left wing. Goes out straight away to Alex Williams. Williams dribbles right. Off to Frame coming left. Frame gets bumped. No call. Loses his dribble out near the timeline, but able to rescue it. Clears it off to Curran high on the right. Curran throws high on the left to Land. Land throws it high on the right to Williams. Ooh, might have got away with a walk. Clears it off high on the left to McBride. McBride stutter steps, moves into the lane. Goes behind his back, shovels it to Current. Throws it out straight away to Free. Free throws right wing to Land. Land turns and faces. 
Looking for somebody to throw it to. Hasn't done it yet. Goes in the corner to Curran. Bounces on the right block to Freem. Freem draws a double team. Wheels in the lane. Throws up a tough wow. shot in traffic he's, and got it to go. He split that thing and got the shot off. And I thought he got fouled and they didn't call it. I was going to say that wasn't a great shot. He looked like he was going to pass out of the double team as he spun back over his right shoulder as Moeller's taking a 30-second timeout. Up 44-33. I think he almost did that out of desperation, Kent, because I think you're right. I think he thought, well, if I spin and get contact, I'm going to just go throw it at the bucket. He did. No contact. It went in. Well, you know what? Uh, a lot of times I know that the coaches talk about, listen, if you think you're going to get fouled, throw the ball up to the backboard and uh, and see if it won't go in. I think that's what he figured. I'm going to get fouled here, so I'm going to throw it up and see if it goes in. No foul was ever called. There's a lot of contact going on right now defensively by St. Edward. They're bumping all the cutters. As a matter of fact, they uh, they bumped uh, a couple of the Freem. cutters so hard, Freem especially, that uh, I thought you've got to make the call, and they did not. So they're allowing a lot of contact to happen right now, and you just got to make sure you keep it in control out there. That usually uh, favors Moeller, though, because they're going to bump you back. It does. They just want to make sure that they're going to call it the same way on both ends. If Moeller's going to bump you back, hopefully you know they're not going to call it on this end and not on the other. But a lot of contact in that last trip down the floor from Moeller. Demetrius Terry comes back in with three fouls, replacing Montori Foster for St. Ed's. Huffman with the basketball. Oh, it looks like they're in a zone look at 2-3. Here's Huffman straight away. Bounces at the foul line to Blanton. Turns, kicks it left corner to Terry. Terry throws it back in the lane. Blanton, Blanton wheels in the lane. He has a shot blocked away by Alex Williams. Went up and met him right at the apex and stuffed it away. Moeller gets it back the other way. Comes McBride, picks his dribble up, throws it right wing to Land. Under two minutes to go in the third. Land then has it almost taken away by Terry and does. Scooped up by Blanton. Three on two the other way. Blanton throws it off to Ogle. He drives inside and he might have charged. Charge, sure great job. Nice job by Curran. He got he got stepped on or landed on uh, there in his in his midsection and uh, might have gotten a wind knocked out of him a little bit. Well, they had the three on two break and arguably Blanton might have given that up a hair early and it allowed Curran to slide in and take the charge. He didn't slide in late. He was waiting for quite a while. So 143 to go in the third. Muller going to get Michael Ship back in and he'll come in for Curran. Nice job by Curran to take the charge. And he gets a nice round of applause from the. Guys on the bench who all stand up to slap him five as he comes out. Yeah, he did a nice job there. Inbounds comes to McBride, throws it ahead to Ship. A little trap action looking looked like they wanted to. Kind of extended almost 1-1-2. One, one, I'm not even sure what kind of zone this is. There's Land, throws it to Ship high on the right. Ship throws foul line to frame, goes right baseline to Williams. Back out Ship, wide open three right wing on the way. Beauty. Wow, he was, I tell you what. First he, bucket of the game. But his release on every shot's been down and out. It had to go in eventually here. I mean, he just... Shooting it too well. Good ball movement. Gets another Moeller bucket. They're back by 14. Here's Blanton. Hands it off to Foster. To Terry. High on the left. Head fakes a three. Drives to the foul line. Gives it off to Huffman. Huffman stutter steps with the dribble. Still keeps it on the left wing. Hasn't given it up yet. Drives into the lane. Takes it all the way down on the right. Throws up a running hook. No good. Nice rebound though inside offensively by Blanton. Kicks it out to Terry. His three-pointer high on the left on the way. Front of the rim. No. Rebound dunk. Tried no good. Rebound put back up and in by Huffman as it was Foster who tried to dunk the rebound. Missed it, but Huffman. Right place, right time for St. Ed's. Here's Freem, wide open three, top of the circle's good. Boy, easy, two back-to-back threes for Moeller. And it's 50-35, Crusaders with a half minute to go in the third. Moeller shooting the ball really well this game. Here is Blanton to Reigns, off to Terry High on the left. Moeller at 74% shooting from the field for the game. Here's a bad pass, Blanton tried to throw it, Foster had taken off. And a turnover, going to give it back to Moeller up 15 with the ball. Time for a last shot with 23.1 to go in the third. Well, I, Moeller started off a little sloppy, and they have 
kind of gotten patient here, and it's, it's played into their favor. One, two, two, three-quarter court pressure, but Moeller breaks it easily, just throws over the top of it. Ship throws it to Williams on the right. Williams back out to Ship with 12 seconds. Ship going to dribble out as they don't go back man-to-man. Ship spins away from the defender on the move. Clears out top of the key to Freem. Freem throws it in the lane. McBride, he throws right corner. Ship, wide open three on the way. No long. Rebound inside by Freem, and then he lost it out of bounds as time runs out in the third quarter. Boy, Moeller got a great look from Ship out of the right-hand corner. And after Moeller extended the lead to 15 and St. Ed got back to nine, Moeller extends it once again to 15 at the end of three quarters of play. It's Moeller 50. St. Edward 35, the Ohio High School Athletic Association Division I state semifinals here from the Schottenstein Center. Fourth quarter's upcoming. This is Muller Crusaders basketball from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. At Robert Half, we know finding the right employees is a job in itself, and it's a job we love. You see, Robert Half isn't just a staffing firm. We're people. People who believe in finding the right people to fit your company's needs. Because employees who are a good fit are more productive, more engaged. Finding a great candidate isn't easy, but at Robert Half, we know it's possible. Robert Half, the experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Learn more at roberthalf.com slash radio. Back here at the Schottenstein Center in Columbus, Richard Skinner, Kent McKenzie, our producer engineer, Rob Ebel. Through three quarters, Moeller leads Lakewood St. Edward 50-35 in this first state semifinal game. Crusaders through three quarters have shot 20 of 28 from the field. That's 71%. Four of eight from three-point range, six of eight at the foul line. St. Ed's at 42%, 14 of 33. Four of eight at the foul line, three of eight on threes. Kent, while that didn't look like an aesthetically perfect quarter for Moeller, it was still good enough. Yeah, it was good enough. I mean, Freem got uh, got on track a little bit with his shooting. He's, he, he's up to 13 points and leading score, uh, along with Huffman now, uh, who's also with 13 with St. Edward. Um, so you got Freem uh, kind of back in the scoring column, and uh, McBride's been pressured pretty heavily uh, there in the third quarter, and they were truly trying to keep the ball out of his hands. Um, and then Freem kind of stepped in and uh, was able, obviously, to get – Get some shots that uh, McBride wasn't, you know, wasn't able to get. So it's always nice to have that one-two punch with the two seniors, Freeman McBride. Team foul-wise, both teams have committed three, or each team has committed three team fouls in the second half. Each team has three timeouts remaining. Foul trouble-wise, individually for St. Edward Spencer Crane has three that he picked up in the first half. Demetrius Terry also has three. Moeller has nobody with three fouls as of yet as we start the fourth quarter. Crusaders basketball up 15. Inbound to land top of the key. Turns and throws it out to ship. Tried to get a quick hitter, couldn't get it out. Here's a bad pass. It hit the back of the head. It looked like a Terry. Huffman picks up, drives the other way, lays it in, and ship fouled it. I, I don't understand, and I watched it in the NCAA games. I don't understand when a guy is wide open for a shot, you ever want to get even close to him and give him the opportunity for the three-point play. Because that wasn't much of a foul, but it was a foul. It he was close enough. Yeah, it was close enough. You're you right. Just, you know what? Give the guy the layup, go to the other end, and don't give up the extra point. It's just not the type of play you want to make. Well, Carl Kramer takes out Michael Ship, and he's talking to him as they stand side to side on the Moeller sideline as Kern comes back to replace him. Huffman's free throw almost airballed. It barely drew the front of the rim. Well, he got bailed out there. Um, 
Huffman has 15 now. Here's Land trapped in the front court. In some trouble. Looking. Throws it to Alex Williams on the right wing. To Freem. Head oh, fakes. Drives under low on the right fake. and laid it in. He passed fake to the left corner to Mike Curran. And the defender jumped and left the lane wide open down the right side for Freem for the layup. That was so well done. Muller back by 15 at 52-37. There's a pass on the right wing. Huffman drives along the baseline. Takes all the way low on the right. Contorts his body and threw up an air ball. And then landed awkwardly. They're going to let him play on. Huffman barely getting up. Moeller on a run the other way. Bounce pass land. Drives low on the left. Banks it off the window and good. Yeah, Huffman shook it off, but uh, it was a nice move. He really contorted his body at the other end. But Moeller took advantage of it, got it down the down there quick, and uh, was able to convert with Max Land. 54-37 Moeller by 17 as we played a minute of the fourth quarter. Here driving with it is Foster. Dribbled in, dribbled out. Throws it out to Huffman. Left corner goes Ogle. His three on the way from over there. No good. He has flopped both times. He shot the three. Here's Moeller the other way. They got a three on two if they hurry. Land drives to the foul line. Kicks it left corner and tapped away by Terry and out of bounds. Boy, Terry gets the pass line quick, doesn't he? I, I got to give Ogle credit. He's trying to sell it to the official now. Both threes that he's yeah. missed. As soon as he shoots it, he falls, he falls to the floor. <laughs> he does. And there wasn't really a defender in the area code. No, there wasn't. So Freeman will inbound it right in front of the Moeller bench. Slaps it, looking, still looking, clears it all the way in the backcourt to Kern, who stood there as a safety valve and caught it, now walks into the front court. Throws it off high on the left to Freem. Freem dribbling towards the left sideline. Dribbles back out, clears it out between the circles of land, goes right wing to Kern. Kern throws back top of the key to Freem. Left wing, he goes to Williams, has it poked away by Terry. It's a foot race the other way. Terry drives under, stops it with one hand. Well, I tell you what, he just gets his hands on the ball constantly. Maybe he's defending you, you better hold it tight. Uh, and yeah, keep it strong. away from him. He is strong. He just poked that one away. Cuts the Moeller lead to 15. Here's Land on the left wing. Drives on Huffman. Takes all the way down low on the left. Scoop shot, no good. Rebound tipped. Tipped again and finally claimed by Blanton for St. Ed's. He races up the right sideline. Now goes through his legs. Goes in the front court to Huffman. Goes left wing to Terry. Terry just dribbling the left wing. Stutter step. Drives the left baseline. Cut off. Throws a bounce pass in the lane. It's picked up in there by Foster. He wheels and he gets fouled. His current might have got called with the reach in that time. Yeah, there's a lot of reaching going on. The ball was bouncing around quite a bit. Good hustle by both teams, but uh, good hands by Foster there for St. Edward. Terry Foster, who scooped up the ball in the lane, now will go to the line to shoot two. He's got seven points. Just a 51% foul shooter on the season. St. Ed's has not shot it well from the line tonight, just four of nine. First free throw, though, by Foster is good with 5.56 to go in the game. Ship back, land out for Moeller. Boy, Lance had a, had a good second half here. He's uh, been really consistent, rebounding, putting the ball back in, made some good passes. Nice game for Land thus far. Foster's second free throw is good as well. Uh, St. Ed's going to get Josiah Knight back in. He played a little bit in the first half as Josh Ogle goes out, the three-point specialist. 5.56 to go. Moeller by 13 at 54-41. It's led by as much as 17. Here's Ship looking at a 1-3-1 three-quarter court trap. Throws it to McBride. He throws in the front court to Williams. Throws it down to a cutting frame. Lays it up. No good. And the rebound to Blanton. Clears it off to Terry. Big trip here for St. Ed's. Terry on the move. Takes it in the lane. Scoops it up on the run. Banks it up. Rolls off and a rebound claimed by Ship. And then Ship is tied up. Or Huffman no, maybe Huffman reached in and fouled. If he did, that'll be foul number three on Grant Huffman. Just team foul number four. Yeah, they're going to get Huffman on that one. Freeman liked to have that last yep. uh, layup opportunity back. But, uh, again, Terry was in the middle of that and uh, I think bothered him on the layup. He got up there uh, along with Freeman right at the rim. Full court pressure from St. Ed's. They come in to McBride. McBride now double team. Just flips it ahead to Freeman. Freeman looks up, throws it ahead to Ship. Ship throws it in the left-hand corner to Curran. Curran drives along the baseline and cuts it back out to Ship. Good decision back to Freeman straight away. 
Goes back high on the left to ship. Left sideline it goes to Curran. Dribbles out back between the circles. Going right, now spins back going left. Picks his dribble off to Frame. There's oh, a nice what back a pass, pass to Williams, Frame. who lays it in and draws the foul. What a pass from Frame. I tell you what, Frame came off the handoff there and just immediately flipped it to Williams there in the lane, and it was a fantastic play. Uh, they're showing it up on the replay board right now. Really, just a quick touch-up play by Freem. Devontae Blanton picked up the foul his first, and Alex Williams, who's got 10 now in the game, coming off that 15-point performance in the regional championship game. With 5-12 to go up there to try to complete the three-point play. Really nice job there. I, it was just impressive for a high school basketball throw, team. No good, it really was. <laughs> and the power layup by Williams to cap it off. Yes. There's Blanton, set shot three right wing, skips off the rim, no, and Moeller blocked everybody out in frame with the easy defensive rebound. It was a lead pass ahead to Ship, who caught it and then thought better of it, and now he's going to clear it out. Hands it off to Curran, high on the left. Curran dribbles towards the right. There's a back, back cut, cut by Freem, and he'll lay it up and in. Wow. Well, Terry was getting up the passing lane looking for that steal, and Freem saw it. He stepped, he, stepped toward the, he stepped toward him and went back door, and he was wide open. Great play. They take a full timeout. Do the Molar Crusaders. We'll take one with them. 4.51 to go in this Division I regional semifinal game. It's Molar 58, St. Edward 41, and this is Molar Crusaders basketball from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. For professional staffing, there's only one name you need to know. Robert Half. Robert Half custom matches our candidates to your specific hiring requirements by combining personalized service from local staffing experts with an advanced matching technology based on 70 years of successful placements. For highly skilled accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, or administrative staffing, count on Robert Half. We'll find you productive, engaged employees. Learn more at roberthalf.com slash radio. Back here at the Schottenstein Center in Columbus, Richard Skinner along with Kent McKenzie, producer-engineer Rob Ebel. 4.51 to go, 58-41, Moeller leads. And a reminder, tomorrow, tune in at around 2 o'clock. That's when it'll start, but a little bit before that, maybe with the pregame. Moeller lacrosse as they take on Louisville Trinity from Moeller. Of course, coming up after this game, we'll have the Outback Steakhouse Challenge where I might be able to clinch victory this evening. We will see. We'll see. We're going with total points scored in this game. We've had different challenges throughout. Here's Blanton, set shot three left wing on the way, good. So out of the timeout, Devontae Blanton, Moeller went a little zone there, maybe to slow things down, and Blanton made him pay. Yeah, Blanton's been quiet. Uh, that's his, uh, yeah, that's first his First bucket of the second half. Yeah, though. that's the 12th point, but first bucket here. Alex Williams with a three out of the right corner, long, no good. He's a good three-point shooter, had a good look at it, just missed it badly. There's a pass that's knocked down that Terry rescues in the corner, and then Terry gets bumped and lost the ball out of bounds, but I think they said it went off Miles McBride. Yeah, you can see it in St. Edward right now. They're just a little, they're deflated. They hit a shot there, but it, it just, it's, they just can't get it going. Huffman out straight away. Angle to the left, clears it off to Terry, high on the left. Terry dribbles back and forth, starts to drive, cut off nicely by Ship. Ship just held his ground. Out to Huffman straight away. Huffman starts to drive, has it almost poked away from him. Back out to Terry. Terry drives to the right baseline. Takes a tough fall away jumper over McBride. Got it to go down about 15 foot on the baseline and a quick timeout for St. Ed's. Demetrius Terry with the fall away jumper. 
That's a tough shot. McBride was right in his grill, and he jumped up and knocked it down with 3.53 to go. Another full timeout. We'll take another timeout with him. 3.53 to go in the basketball game. Moeller 58. News investigates. This is Moeller Crusaders basketball from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Getting answers, finding solutions. Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. Taking action, getting the truth. Local 12 News investigates. We're back at Skyline to see what it is that makes people feel so good. So what's brought you to Skyline today? Oh, the Coney's, it looks Obviously like. the Coney's, yeah. I love Coney's. You feel like you know everyone when you walk in the door. This is a place friendships were made, great food, great service, great people. Anytime you ask the kids, where do you guys want to eat at Skyline? It's delicious, the cheese get melts in your mouth. Anytime that I don't have to cook, that's always a good thing. You never have a bad meal at Skyline, ever. Feeling good, it's Skyline time. Back here, at the sh back here at the Schottenstein Center, Richard Skinner along with Kent McKenzie. 3.53 to go in the game. Let's get the game reset for you very quickly. Moeller with two timeouts left. St. Ed's with two as well. Both teams have committed five team fouls apiece. And Moeller with the most important portion of the board I'm looking at with a 12-point lead at 58-46. The winner of this to move on to tomorrow night's 8.30 p.m. state championship game against the winner of semifinal two, Olentangy Liberty and Akron St. Vincent St. Mary. It'll be Alec Frame to inbounds. It comes into McBride in the backcourt is full court pressure employed by St. Ed's. Now they come double team. McBride picks his dribble. He's in some trouble. Throws a long bounce pass to Curran. Got to hurry to get it across the timeline. Does so to Williams. Bounces to Frame. Low on the right. Went up and he got fouled by Josiah Knight. Yeah. Knight, Knight went up. Almost blocked it, but looked like he grabbed his arm and he's going to get called for the foul. Yeah, Knight wasn't going to let him have the open layup. He just couldn't afford to. Not at this point in the game. So. Mollard's got to hit free throws from this point out with 3.40 to go. So 12-point uh, lead, and you just got to maintain it and hit the shots. Which first free throw is good. So 18 points now for Alec Freeman in the game. Yeah, and they bring Ogle in for defense for three-point shooting and uh, take Knight out. And Knight was in there to try to pressure. Now Ogle in there to try to connect on threes. He's a 50% three-point shooter. Freeman's second free throw. Skips off the rim, no good. Back comes... St. Edwards down 13. Here's a pass in the right corner to Blanton. I make it Foster. He drives all the way down low on the right, puts a shot up. No good, but drew the foul. Well, they're really active getting to the rim. Yeah, and that's that's their game, and that's how they score, is, is getting to the rim. And then but the problem with St. Edward is they're just they're not a good free throw shooting team. And uh, right now Moeller's probably thinking, hey, we'll put you on the line. Foster's three for four, but he's just a 51.4% foul shooter. Hits another one. He's now four for five. He's proven, proven his stats wrong in this game. Here comes Knight back in for defense, replacing Ogle, who was in there for offense. Don't expect full court pressure to come after this free throw. Clock stop with 3.31 to go. Foster fires the second one on the way, skips off the rim, no, and frame the easy defensive rebound. See how much Moeller can take some time off the clock here with this possession. They come with that one, two, two, three quarter court trap though. McBride working it up. Throws it in the front court to land. Trap comes, he throws in the corner to Williams. He's trapped in the corner in some trouble. Looking, looking, still looking. Bounces oh, it down inside pass. the current reverse lamp. Missed it. it. He was all the way under the bucket and was kind of confused as how he wanted to shoot it. The ball goes out of bounds. They say off of Moeller to be St. Edwards basketball. It looked like it went off of Blanton. It was the only guy around it. Yeah, it. Uh, he was so wide open, but he was up underneath the backboard, and he might have been better off just to dribble it out. Yeah, just turn, dribble, take a dribble, and make an easy forward-facing layup. Well, or, or just reset and uh, 
Burn some clock. Moeller showing a 1-3-1 look as Huffman walks into the front court. Ogun comes back for offense. Huffman, they got to go. They're down 12. Looking, throws it high on the right with it to Blanton. Blanton tries to throw a lob down inside for Terry, who makes the catch. And they're going to call Kern for the foul, I believe. I'm not sure what Kern did wrong. He just stood there. He just stood there, and Terry went into him. Yeah. And the official called the ball on Kern. It's going to be, they're going to get two shots. Wow. That'll be team foul number three on my, or personal foul number three on Curran. Demetrius Terry will go to the line to shoot two. He's just a 52% foul shooter. Yeah, that's, that was, tried to run a backside lob against the 1-3-1. One, one. Curran was a low guy. There's the free throw up and good. Actually, they gave him the one and one, so they said he fouled him before he shot it. Yeah. On the lob. Ship comes in, Curran goes out. St. Ed's whittling away here now with 2.59 to go, 59-48, Moeller. Well, Moeller's got to uh, got to be smart. You got you cannot turn the ball over, and you've got to make shots. Second free throw, good as well. So it's down to a 10-point Moeller lead inside three minutes to go. One, two, two, three-quarter court pressure. McBride throws it ahead to Land. Land throws it back to McBride, bounces it in the middle of the court to Freem. Freem drives in, throws a pass that's knocked away and out of bounds. He tried to throw a bounce pass to Williams, but... Good hands by Devontae Blanton to knock it away out of bounds in yeah. front of the Moeller bench. Yeah, that should have been a bounce pass. If it had been a bounce pass, it would have been. It would have worked. But uh, just a little, a little careless right now. Um, you know, your head, you're, you're trying to do something different than are you, you probably would Are you in layups and free do. throw range? Uh, yeah. I, I. Here's Ship having some trouble. Terry all over yeah. defensively. Looking, looking. Got timeouts. Throws it off to Williams. Top of the key. Nice back Williams cut. Starts to three. dribble, and there's Terry from behind. Knocked it away and out of bounds. Boy, he is just all over the place defensively, Demetrius Terry. He is, and, and if you've got the ball, you have got you, to have strong hands. You've got to chest that ball. You better know that he's coming from behind, yeah, you, too. He can't hold it out there off your hip like that. So. Freem throws it all the way back in the backcourt to McBride. Here comes they run a double team at him immediately. He hasn't dribbled. Throws a pass to Land. Land throws it in the middle to Freem. It's a two-on-one if he hurries. Freem drives in, shoots a floater in the lane, got it. Boy, what a tough shot. I tell you what, I was, it's one of those you go, no, 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 yes. Um, but uh, great shot by Freem. He's got 20 now, and Moeller extends the lead to 61-49. Here's a three-pointer good for Blanton. And a quick timeout for St. Edward with 2.13 to go. It's a full timeout. We'll take another timeout with him. 2.13 time remaining in this OHSA Division I state semifinal game. It's Moeller 61 Lakewood St. Edward 52. This is Molder Crusaders basketball from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Filling an opening at your company means more than just finding an employee. You're looking for a fit, a match. Robert Half understands that. We know you need someone who can do the work, someone who complements your culture. And, of course, you need that someone fast. When it all comes together, it makes for a perfect fit. Satisfaction guaranteed. Robert Half, the matching experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Visit roberthalf.com radio for more information. Back here at the Schottenstein Center in Columbus. Richard Skinner along with Kent McKenzie. Moeller 61-52 lead. Freem with a big bucket a moment ago, but then Blanton came and answered with a three ball. That's just lit. the timeout by St. Ed's leaves them with one. Moeller will be in the bonus the next time St. Ed's commits a foul. So now it's just a matter with 2.13 to go, Kent. you got to think just it's time to play some keep away. Well, St. Ed's will well, come that's with. that's not easy. Well, no. And St. Ed's is going to come with uh, everything they've got here in the full court to try and get the turnover. And, uh. 
here they come. So uh, it's, it's man to man, full court. Green faked a takeoff pass. The ship comes inbounds to Williams. He's going to work it up on Blanton. Williams can handle the basketball. Comes across the timeline, still on the move, takes it all the way down inside, and then a reach in fouls. He got out of control, might have gotten a little yeah. lucky with that one. He might have, and uh, he needed to pull that up at the free throw line and stop and see what he had. But uh, hey, he had a full, <laughs> full steam ahead. So uh, we'll have to hit the free throws. And again, Moeller's got to hit free throws. And you're going to have to somewhat guard the perimeter. You, uh, If you're going to get something up right now, you might give up a two rather than a three. Huffman got the foul. They're giving Williams two foul shots here. He makes the first one. As Ogle comes back, Knight goes out as they continue to play offense, defense with those two. Alex Williams is a good free throw shooter. Postseason, he's 14 of 18 at the line. Coming in tonight, there. makes that one. He's four or five tonight. As Kern comes in, Land goes out. So 63-52, Moeller with 2.04 to go. Crusaders showing a little token full court pressure, probably just to slow things up a little bit. Yeah, they're going to make it tough on them. And again, they've got to make sure that they get back and protect that uh, that three-point line right now. Here's Huffman who picked up that foul. That was his fourth. He's got the basketball inside two minutes to go. Dribbling out between the circles, trying to run a set for somebody. They throw it to Terry, high Terry. on the left. He wheels in the lane, jump stop, has it poked away. Blanton picks it up off to Ogle, open three left corner on the way, skips off the rim. No, and Miles McBride went way up to get the defensive rebound. And then he's fouled. And yeah. Terry... Terry getting a little too much with it. He tried to rip the ball away from McBride even after the foul was called. A little chippy there. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's Terry. He'll do that, and uh, he'll try to he'll try to get in your ear and, and uh, bother you a little bit. But he he works hard at it. Can't uh, can't take that away from him. No, he's been really good defensively. A little frustrated there. They couldn't rip that one away. So he'll pick up his fourth foul. And Miles McBride will go to the line for the one and one. He's got 11 points, but nine of those came in the first quarter. 1.46 to go, clock stop. Foul shot on the way is good. Yeah, nice shot. Just got to hit the free throws. Be patient. Don't do anything silly. Keep your wits about you, even when everybody else uh, is going a little crazy. <laughs> Just stay focused. Second foul shot from Miles McBride. Bangs around the rim and goes in. As Land comes back, Curran goes out. Well, I tell you what, McBride on that uh, that rebound there at the other end. Well, he got way up. up. He was up there. 13 points, four rebounds, three assists, and a steal for Miles McBride. Well, McBride and Freeman have been uh, fantastic in this game, along with Williams. There's Huffman's three that's no good, and Max nice. Land with the defensive rebound, and then he's fouled in the backcourt. Is slapping away at the basketball. Montori Foster will pick up his first, and will walk to the other end where Max Land will shoot the one-on-one. Two good defensive rebounds after those last two missed threes by Moeller. And with 1.34 to go in the game, Moeller looks like for the third straight season it's going to move on to the state championship game. Well, they've uh, they got off, you know, they got off to that, you know, their typical start, back and forth a little bit, and then skinny they just went on their little runs like they always do. Yeah, before you know it, it's nine. Before you know it, it's 15. Before you know it, it's 17. As Land hits the free throw, he's had a steady game tonight with eight. He has, he has on both ends of the court, done a really, really good job. His five rebounds, re yeah, fantastic. five rebounds and a couple of assists to go along with it. Yeah. Second foul shot for the Southpaw is good as well. Land, or actually current in, ship out with a minute 34. 67-52, Moeller leads it. A reminder, we'll have our Outback Steakhouse game challenge recap after this one. Most points by the two teams in this game. You see they've changed the scoring up on me. Here's Ogle with the three out of the right corners. No good. And the rebound to McBride. And that may do it. Moeller now can just play some keep away. We'll see if St. Ed's going to foul. And I think they're not. I think Flannery's going to empty his bench out. Here is Curran off to Williams. High on the left. Clears it out to Land. Down to a minute 10. 
Land picks his dribble up in some trouble, looking, and they almost take it away, but Land rescues it, throws it out, and a timeout for Bowler. And that's going to give Varick Flannery a chance to empty his bench, and we'll see if Carl Kramer follows suit. Timeout, Bowler. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep it here with a minute four to go. A reminder with Moeller looking as like it's going to advance to play the winner of the second semifinal, Owen Tangy Liberty, Akron St. Vincent St. Mary. We'll be on the air at 8.15 with a tip time of approximately 8.30 for the championship game tomorrow night. Moeller looking to make it back-to-back -back state championships. Third time they'll be in the championship game. How about the run for Alec Freeman, Miles McBride? You know, that, that'll be the third straight state championship game they've played in. Yeah. Of course, Freeman played for Roger Bacon as a sophomore. Actually, four Oh, you're right. Frame. Four for Freeman. Yes. Yeah, the two years at Bacon. And now the two years for Moeller, Miles McBride will be playing in his third straight cha state championship game. Of course, he only played two games last year due to that injury he suffered in football, but they were both up here right. in the state final four in championship Right, games. and he came out and played really well after not playing the entire season. And, and you look at the at, at the two seniors, you look at McBride with, you know, 13 tonight, Freem with a 20-point a game. He really uh, took advantage of the pressure that was being put on McBride and kind of deferred a lot over to Freem. He had a fantastic second half. And, uh you know, and Williams is another strong game. So, you know, McBride, uh, the whole group has that has typically been doing really well for Moeller has continued to do so. You look at St. Edward, their, their primary scores have been the primary scores tonight as well. So uh, pretty typical game for both uh, both teams. Um, just Moeller shoots the ball, just shot the ball better than, than St. Edward. Well, Carl Kramer was trying to put his seniors in, a couple of them on the bench, and he couldn't do it for logistic purposes. Now he's going to send them all to the scorer's table, or maybe not. There's a foul in the corners. Land got double teamed and got fouled. St. Edwards has a bunch of subs in. Jared Becker and Chase Harding going to check in momentarily with 59.1 to go, and Land going back up there to shoot the one and one. Not related to me, but Aiden Skinner is the guy that picks up that personal foul for St. Ed's. I don't think he is. Dad could have been spent some time in Cleveland for all I know. That area, free throws up and good by land. <laughs> nice. I tell you, uh, it's not a common one, last uh, name, that's for sure. Yep, nice uh, nice free throw there by land. Nice release. Carrington Valentine in. Karen. Brad Colbert going to come in. Williams goes out, so Moeller's got for the moment. Valentine Land, who's shooting the free throw. Harding and Becker. The five on the floor. That's the way it's going to look because Land's at the line. Well, now it looks like guard Thompson will check in for Land if he can make this free throw, which he does. And out he'll go, and in will come. Guard Thompson with 59.1 to go. Muller up 69-52, heading for the state title game for the third straight year, looking for back-to-back -back state championships and five under head coach Carl Kramer. Nice game for Land with 11. Here is Brady Foltz with it. He launches a long three that skips off the rim. Good blockout by Jared Becker. Gets the rebound off to Thompson. Try to double-team him in the backcourt. Guard Thompson still on the move. Races into the forecourt with 43 seconds to go. Thompson clears it out to Becker. Goes left wing to Carrington Valentine. They try to double-team him. Valentine throws a pass to Thompson on the right wing with 34 seconds. Clears it off to Colbert, to Harding. He's going to fire a three out of the left corner. Skips off the rim. No. Rebound down. Here's a long lead pass that's going to be thrown to nobody, but recovered in the front in the backcourt by Chase Harding for Moeller. Throws it ahead to Thompson with 20 seconds. Thompson behind the back, bounces it in the corner. Here's another three ball coming on the way. It's good out of the left-hand corner for Brad Colbert. So the nice, senior nice. gets a, or the junior gets a bucket. 72-52. Back comes St. Ed's. Here's a pass in the far corner. Here's a three ball put up over there and off the rim, no good. The rebound down for Moeller. They throw it ahead to Valentine with two seconds. He's going to cap it with a dunk, and he no, missed it. <laughs> Carrington Valentine missed the dunk as time runs out in the basketball game, and Moeller is advanced to its third straight. 
Division One state championship game. Carl Kramer, Eric Flannery sharing a handshake and a hug out near center, out near the timeline as Moeller goes on to a 72-52 victory. And Kent, it's what Moeller's done. Feel like you're in the game, you feel like you're in the game, and you look up and you're way out of the game. 20-point win. Who would have thought it? But, uh, yes, they just went on the runs. They stay consistent with their game plan and uh, basically push St. Edward into their weaknesses, um, which I, I thought they probably would do. They, they just kept the ball, especially in the first half, out of the lane. Uh, made St. Edward settle for perimeter shots, which, uh, which they had to do, and they didn't shoot the ball real well. Final stat line in the game for Moeller. They wind up 26 of 39 from the field overall at 67%. 5 of 11 on three-pointers. Went 15 of 19 from the foul line. Crusaders did turn it over 10 times in the game. 10 Eds wound up shooting 40% on 19 of 47 from the field overall. 29% on threes, 5 of 17. Went 9 of 15 from the line. Did only turn it over 7 times in the game. Individually, Moeller led by Alec Freem with 20 points. Miles McBride had 13 11 for Max Land. Nice game off the bench for Alex Williams with 12. Four for Logan Duncan. Three for Michael Ship, who made a three. Three off the bench for Will McCracken. Three for Michael Kern. Three for Brad Colbert. The final tally for Moeller for St. Ed's. They were led by both Grant Huffman with 15. Demet uh, Devontae Blanton with 15. 12 points for Demetrius Terry, including a couple of dunks. 10 points for Montori Foster. But Moeller holds St. Ed's to 22 points below their average and go on to win it tonight, 72-52. Pretty good performance. Uh, impressive win. So they go on to the championship game and uh, see who they face here. And uh, it should be an interesting night tomorrow night. But they have done an absolutely uh, fantastic job getting to this point. And uh, they're at their goal game uh, for tomorrow night. So congratulations to the Moeller Crusaders. Indeed, indeed. Again, we'll be on the air about 8.15 with an 8.30 tip time. A reminder, Molo lacrosse tomorrow as well, right here from ESP Media. 2 o'clock start time against Louisville Trinity. Time for the Outback Steakhouse Game Challenge. It's the most combined points at the end of the tournament. Gets a steak dinner from the others at Outback Steakhouse. Currently, I lead with 17 points. This is on the 5-2-1 scoring system that we started with. Kent McKenzie, Mike Jones, the combination team with 9, and Rob Evil has seven points. So the total points scored for tonight's game, the winner's gonna get 15 points. Second place gets 10 points, and third gets five points. Here we go, let's see what we got. Final was 124, I guessed 117. Wow. See what we got here. Rob guesses 105, and the Kent Jonesy duo goes with 114. Ah. That would make me, oh, closer yet again. Isn't that something? That gets me up to 32 points now with one game. I can't imagine what it's going to be worth tomorrow night. That gives uh, that gives be a Jonesy and Mike, or Jonesy and Kent, 19, and Rob. Jonesy, we're going to have to press. Down to 12. You guys better find out some kind of way to shyster me tomorrow night. That's all I can tell you. Holy cow. Oh, my goodness. All right, we will be on the air tomorrow at 8.15. It's an 8.30 tip time. The Molar Crusaders going for state championship number two in a row, number five under head coach Carl Kramer here from the Schottenstein Center in Columbus. We thank you for being with us tonight for Kent McKenzie and for Rob Ebel and even for Mike Jones, who probably had something to do with the shenanigans. Yes. I'm Richard Skinner. The final score again, Molar 72, Lakewood St. Edward 52. State championship game is tomorrow night. Thanks for being with us. You've been listening to Molar Crusaders basketball from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.